wonderful people. It is Feel Good Friday, August 12th, 2022. This sports show begins right now. Here we go, out of baby. Here we go, out of baby to the NFL as well. Two preseason games last night that were actually pretty entertaining to watch. Yeah. There were some highlights. There were some dogs. There were some players we didn't know. There were some press conferences that were fantastic. And we will have to dive into all of that. Today, there are five games happening Ooh, today. Yeah. It feels like we're really starting to get the big old spoon. Like we're Ezekiel Elliott. And that bowl, not a cereal of preseason football games is sitting there all the way up to the top. The cereal hasn't even gotten like uh, drenched by the milk yet it's sitting right on top okay. and we're just going to get it on I believe their starters playing today at Tone Diggs one half of the hammer down <laughs> Cowboys how many teams are playing their starters this uh, this evening Falcons and Lions are playing starters Browns and Jags are playing starters Jets and Eagles are playing starters Cards and Bangs are, Bengals are not Packers and Niners are uh, without Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so mm. four out of the five games are going to see a majority of players mm. that we may have heard of before and we will see again, which is not similar to how we saw the Hall of Fame game. Hall of Fame game was absolutely nobody other than ja- Josh Jacobs that we knew or would see again. Now we're going to get a chance to see at least a quarter, maybe quarter and a half mm-hmm. of football. Last night got a chance to see Malik Willis in his entirety, Ooh. and that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously the Patriots-Giants game was on in our NFL network where we were watching, and they were bouncing back and forth mm-hmm. with the Ravens and Titans game, and the Ravens going to get a win Hunley's like I mean Dog. that that team Beast. is awesome to watch right the three back split set that they were running that they just do it's like literally Lamar Jackson is an anomaly yeah. okay he is an anomaly but the way they set up that team is like if Lamar goes down though we have very similar opportunities and options there's some teams that have quarterbacks that have differing styles that whenever you put one in it's like all right this is nothing similar to what the team's actually going to look like there actually has to be different players in different play styles it feels like for the ravens they're all hey this is our team this if our quarterback goes down we need our quarterback that does what that quarterback <laughs> yep. does it won't be the same level because it's fucking lamar jackson is going to get 250 million or whatever but it's that guy is a fucking baller mm-hmm. uh, and the backup the backup is a fucking baller i mean that team was fun to watch last night Titans were fun to watch mostly because we saw Malik Willis play football for the right. first time in the yeah. NFL. And most of us never seen Malik Willis play football before. No. Nope. I've seen a couple of Liberty highlights, uh-huh. but every time you watch, you can't help but go, it's fucking Liberty, dude. <laughs> Playing against Boston Connor. You yeah. think that throw <laughs> is gonna fly against somebody that actually is in the NFL as opposed to Ty Schmidt locked down on one-on-ones against his <laughs> wide receiver? It's tough to take serious. So when he got the edge on some on an NFL game last night for that touchdown, took a big time shot. I'm like, all right, maybe fucking Malik does work in the NFL. Then just shortly after that, fucking how you doing? Keep it moving, Hawk. Deep uh-huh. ball. Had to do timing on that one, by the way, because the uh, corner bailed yeah. last second as the ball was already in the air. He was going to be covered. He knew it was going to bounce off. That was a great ball. His sidearm throw. Yeah, he looked like Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Probably any other quarterback that has any other arm talent at all. <laughs> yeah, but that was a fucking hell of a throw to yeah. make. He was balling. He was vibing. He was exciting. And it seemed like the Titans are maybe looking at their future here. Now, Vrabel came out afterwards, and he's a coach. He's a football coach trying to find the best in everybody. Everybody on earth was Pat Malika Willis on the back on the internet last night. Mm-hmm. He was trending for, I believe, five, six hours yep. for good reason because we were all incredibly impressed and maybe surprised by how good he looked in a preseason game. 
It is a preseason game. Vrabel said he's got to be more decisive. <laughs> I mean, he's got to start throwing the ball more. He was looking to run immediately anytime there was a sign of panic. And that's Vrabel just saying, like, hey, in the NFL, mm-hmm. you're not just going to be able to outrun every single play. Now, Lamar Jackson has been able to do that, but his biggest conversation around him is he has become a better pocket passer because nobody can do what he can do on the fo- uh, uh, by ground, but there's going to come a time in a game late when a game matters you're gonna have to sit in there there's gonna be pressure and you're gonna have to deliver a 25 30 yard seed right into Mm -hmm. one spot where your guy can get it it doesn't show up until it shows up will malik willis be able to win a bunch of games yes have we seen him be a pocket passer yet i don't think so i don't think we got to experience yet but it's a preseason game he's got nobody fucking blocked for him and they don't know the offense yet so vrabel's trying to remind everybody that there is still a lot that we need to figure out he he's probably been told by his people hey malik willis is uh taking over mm-hmm. all of media right now. And Vrabel's just doing his coaching thing, but last night was fun to watch those football games. That tone digs looks like you have some thoughts. I here. think the good thing about Malik, though, is he made the throw down the left sideline, and there was kind of one on like a little bit of like a banana on the right sideline, too, where like you, you, he showed that he can do it. Like, and that's all you're really looking Timing for. Timing, too. Yeah, they're like, he can do it. I think- and plus, and you add those other things, then it's great. He looked good. Oh, yeah. He looked very comfortable, very natural. Not that other people don't, but, I mean, we saw Tyrod Taylor running for his fucking life. Yeah. And he was making some plays, and that was like, Tyrod Taylor's had success in the NFL, so whenever you see him do some stuff, you're like, oh, that guy probably have some success. I think we all had that feeling watching Malik Willis last night. Now, let's transition back to the other game, Patriots and Giants game. Oh, yeah. Sportsbook seem to be on right now. Yeah, they know. Yeah, now they were one. off on that one. They were off on mm-hmm. the the Titans Ravens game, but that was two and a half. Ends up being two. Yeah. Obviously, the Patriots cover. Congrats! Shout out. Of course. Uh, but the team looked a lot better than we had been hearing from practice. And Bill Belichick smiled before the game. Now they ultimately go on to lose. Mm-hmm. And is it time to panic? Maybe yeah, we maybe. shall see. But also, I feel like every Patriots fan that watched that game, or every national media person that watched that game, was like, "Oh, this is vastly different than all the headlines." I don't think there's a call for panic up there yet at all do no, you no not at all didn't think there was yesterday definitely don't think there is today i think there's a chance that the patriots line to win the division actually is now even again with the dolphins or bus they're both plus 475 i think but no it was great i mean you couldn't really get a read on the offense although they threw the ball 40 times combined with bailey zip on the ball zappy and brian hoyer hey, zappy zipping <laughs> yeah 62 yeah. touchdowns last year let that man throw yeah that guy can sling it well that's also perfect for their offense because i think max's gonna be doing a lot of that no Mm -hmm. uh, fullback this year that seemed to be the big convo going in yes not like how the Giants are going to do. No offense to Giants. I mean, no, no, not at all. Giants, we hope you do well. Yeah, of course. Hope you do well. Art Stapleton said it. Hey, the ceiling is five, six wins. And Art Stapleton don't fucking lie. No, he does not. Art Stapleton knows his shape and covering the Giants for a long Long time. time. Long time. Yeah. NorthJersey.com. Yeah, he's a dog. Absolutely. Our picture, I believe, is still his Twitter cover photo. So we appreciate that. But my biggest thing watching that game was what are the Patriots going to look like? And do they just look like a team that isn't even functioning? It sounded like they weren't even going to be able to get 11 guys on the field. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It sounded like they were going to have offensive linemen tripping all over each other. Like wide receivers aren't going to be running the right route. 21 points, not bad. I think there was some upside. And I I liked watching Mac Jones on the sideline. Mm -hmm. Mac Jones seemed to be very comfortable with where that team Mm -hmm. was. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying Mac Jones knows because he's young. He doesn't know shit about fuck in the NFL. But like Mac Jones seemed very comfortable. Everybody 
on that team seemed very comfortable. And you text me what, like ten times saying, "Bill sandbagging everybody." Right? Yep. Uh-huh. Is that real? That's a real thought, right? Absolutely. And one of the plays too, towards the end of the game, where we were down by six, it was like twenty to fourteen, and Bailey zip on the ball zap. He was marching down the field, and I think it was like a third and four or something inside the red zone. And you know, lo and behold, there's a timeout, and who's talking to the quarterback, Bill Belichick? So no, I, Judge, do, Judge was calling. Plays. Joe Judge yeah. was calling plays, but who's who's the quarterback talking to right before? You know, probably the most important snap thus far in the season. Bill Belichick. Still preseason games. He can't take anything serious. But if there was some media questions to Bill Belichick afterwards because you guys lost to the Giants. Yeah, that's right. right. Lost to the Giants yet again. Graham Gano drafted the same class as me, by the way. Still Ooh. bombing balls. Hit a kickoff eight yards deep last night. He's 35, 36 years old. Keep going, pal. Beast. I appreciate you. Florida State monster. He was a punter uh, in college, then became a kicker. He's a stud. I'm very happy for him and thankful for him. They get a win off his toe. Uh, but Bill Belichick, after the game, which while watching, I think everybody thought, oh, the Patriots aren't as bad as everybody's. No. The defense, by the way, oh, there's like 11 in the frame. Really good. And a lot of times, there was 11, like mm-hmm. 10 in the picture. There was a lot yeah. of everything you said about having deep in the second. I watched Patriots. I was impressed. After the game, Bill Belichick was asked about the offense and the entire thing going on. And Bill Belichick, this is not a segment. Bill Belichick had another amazing Bill Belichick moment. And we're only one preseason game into this thing. Just really quickly, just to follow up, if I could, you mentioned earlier um, with the offensive play caller, you're going through a process. What do you need to see to make a final decision? Yeah, just we're going through a process. Shut the fuck up. Okay. It's just a little bit of a an unusual situation for us that have watched you guys before. And so what do you want me to do? (laughs) I guess we're just looking for a little clarity as to why we're seeing what we're seeing. Going through a process. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the great is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're just trying to get a little quick. Great. All right. All right, all right. Go he, actually, he actually grunted into the microphone at one point. This guy. All right. Thank you, guys. I'll see you later. Bill Belichick said he doesn't give a fuck about anything. No. The process is real, though. They're going to have to go through some shit. Got a brand new offense, brand new play caller, let alone the fact that the play callers are potentially defense coordinators, special teams coordinators. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole nother ball game. But instituting a whole new offense with a young quarterback and a whole system, and this is what training camp is for, this is what practice is for. You're supposed to get better. You're supposed to go through your process. But the way that he just handles things will always be fucking top-notch. And he's the greatest GM and greatest head coach of all time. There ain't shit that reporter can do about it either. No. No. I like that the reporter, though, sat in pocket a little bit. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're trying to write some stories yeah, on like what's going on. Great. Great. Okay. Right. Going through a process. Probably what you want me to do. <laughs> I love it. And hopefully we'll see a little bit more of that, but it feels like Bill Belichick's going to have a year where this is going to be a big fuck everybody Bill Belichick year. Yeah. Because he knows that everybody is saying that they're terrible, dumb, making a bad decision, won't be able to win without Josh McDaniels. And I have a feeling after watching last night, us playing that goddamn fiddle on the Titanic's the right move. It's Bill Belichick still, and we need to remember that time. It also might be one of those things where like they might start, you know, two and four or two and three or whatever it is, and it, but like, you know, come come December, like they'll be around. They're going to yeah. be around. What if we're on freezing cold takes? I'm saying this right here. In it's possible, December, I guess. The page, if the Patriots are zero and ten, zero and ten, Definitely not a single chance. win. Bill Belichick's got the disheveled, fucking terrible yeah. cutoff mm-hmm. on every single press conference. His hair's all fucked, and he's like alluding to the end of his days as in him. We, that could be the case. Could but for whatever reason, just the last I don't know two and a half decades. 
that's not the right side to be on. And yeah. I'm just going to continue to roll with that, I think. Exactly. And just keep in mind, in those first 10 weeks, we play the Bears, and they are so bad. So I think we will have at least uh, one win by week 10. I will uh, say this. Unfortunately. I mean, the Bears do not play. When are the Bears' first preseason game? Tomorrow? Hell Sunday? Yeah. Is it tomorrow or Sunday? They play the Chiefs Saturday at 1 o'clock. So tomorrow. Tomorrow, 1 o'clock, the Bears. They're playing the Chiefs. Yes. Chase pretty deep. I think they're a pretty yep. good team. A lot of winners over there. You mm-hmm. guys are not, actually. <laughs> I think that's what people are saying. <laughs> I am pretty pumped to get eyes on uh, these new teams that are oh, being yeah. created. Like the Bears, that's going to be fun to see because oh, yeah. a lot of negativity coming out of Bears camp right now. A lot of negativity coming out of mm-hmm. Chicago Bears organization as a whole. There's going to be a dome over Soldier Fear, uh, Field. Don't, don't you worry about that, actually. They're moving out of Chicago. Yeah. See ya. Oh, we got new ownership. Right down the street. We got new GM. The best player we got is saying, this place doesn't know how to talk to people get me out of here <laughs> yeah. i mean they are battling through a lot but just like last year the texans were trying to institute something new they were able to win some games mm-hmm. maybe the bears are able to do the same hey, because justin fields might be a guy people are saying justin fields improvement from this year from last year is through the roof so where are they saying that from though That's everyone cool. everyone's saying it saw wasn't he always everywhere. good in practice though he's always good in practice right yeah. it was just whether or yeah. not during the games well, people the offense the practice. offensive line could protect him right yeah and he was yeah. good against the Steelers when they were on prime time they scored 24 27 oh, points yeah. or something but they lost a lot of people he's he could be a guy absolutely yeah. he could be a guy and we'll have no idea mm-hmm. because the Bears could never gave him the opportunity yeah to be a guy. Well, I mean that could happen no, he's already on his second head coach yeah. it's his second year in the NFL and way better not but not like that scumbag we had before but yeah this guy's a defense coordinator is much different I mean I'm sure a lot of quarterbacks oh. are excited whenever defense coaches <laughs> come into the team <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but the Eberflus will be able to bounce it I've heard nothing but positive things about oh, yeah. Eberflus from everybody in Indianapolis I'm sure mm-hmm. it won't be a big deal but he's already on his second head coach and second offense coordinator so already on his second system I mean who knows how what the turnover will be in two years from now when he's going into his fifth year probably as a first round draft pick yeah they're burning they're currently burning bridges with the best player on their sure, team too yep. so are like free agents going to want to come and play there mm. are, can they even draft and develop do we know yeah. well we have no idea this is what this is why we need to get eyes on the new program sure yeah. no, no, that's your yeah. money talks that's why we couldn't have well money i don't think so they, they offered rogue one a lot of money i yeah, think but it was backloaded fuck yeah. every team <laughs> and i i like all these um and i don't want to get into this because it feels like this is becoming a reoccurring thing when guys represent themselves and cut out all the bullshit I would like for everybody to stop acting like this is such a negative thing. Amen. The people that act like it's a super negative thing are normally the people that have their hand in the cookie jar and they're telling other people to tell them that this isn't a good idea. Some guys are able to handle their own business. Not everybody. I think agents serve an incredible purpose to the world. I believe lawyers serve an incredible purpose to the world. I don't think they're needed as much as they think they are in a lot of different cases, but certainly important. But if guys are going to represent themselves and they've a showcase, a showcase that they have the ability to do so and they want to do so and it's the best way to go about doing things for them, that should never be talked about as a negative. Pornhub Arkush, obviously the man who has a Hall of Fame vote and everything right, like that Lord. up there in mm-hmm. Chicago. We, everybody on earth knows he's terrible. He went on a full rant about how this is why players shouldn't represent themselves and have an agent. Okay, Pornhub, you want somebody else to get into this guy's pockets and into his bank, even though you probably call him dumb anyways and fiscally uh, irresponsible, even though he's kind out another hand into his own bank. It's just like if Roquan wants to do his own business, he should be treated as such and do his own business. He is a hell of a player, though. Now, Poles has come out and said it's made it difficult. Poles, you haven't done a fucking thing. 
dude. You have you have not done a single fucking thing yet. No. Now he's a former player that's a GM, so I'm hey, let's go. <laughs> I like any former players that are getting any jobs, but just the whole acting like him representing himself is the problem. I don't think that's the case at all. If he had an agent and was asking for exactly the same thing that he's asking for, everybody would be acting like it's just you know status quo. Yeah. But since they're dealing directly with the human, they expect him to be like, oh no, I'll take less because I'm lucky and happy to be here. No, he's a fucking businessman who sees what's happening around him. Is a very good player. Would like to get paid for that, and also maybe doesn't want to go down on the sinking ship that is currently yeah. going down and waste all his years. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, those are all just real things that the agent has no idea about because the agent doesn't know what a fucking good team looks like or not. Yeah, very real. And there's a- potentially not all agents. They're smart agents. Whoa. Once again, I am not burying everybody. Yeah. I'm just saying there's a lot of bad agents out there that people go to bat for, and it's like, nah, those motherfuckers get run out of the league. I am happy about. Yeah, and like you know, he is a businessman, and he probably also knows like, hey. I, my job is pretty dependent on you know the defensive line and how good they are. They just traded their best defensive lineman, Khalil Mack, and their other best defensive lineman, Akeem Hicks, signed in Tampa. So it's like, hey, if I don't get a deal done now, there's a chance so, I don't have it. So I'm supposed to season. take a hometown discount and be on a terrible team. Yeah. Oh, uh, got it, because I fucking love it. Yeah. yeah. All no, right. thanks. Okay, and this is not the people that drafted me, not the coach that is here. No. And we're thinking about getting a dome on this place. Anyway, I'm, I'm fucking with the Urlachers, okay? Yeah. That's what I think back. I, I, I think back to the dogs. The dickest, the muckuses, the oh, fucking yeah. urlachers. This isn't the Bears that I've come to know. It's very, you guys are in a rebuild. I'm in the prime of my career right yeah, now. Man. About to yeah. pay, let me out here. And obviously people are going to come out and bury him for even thinking like that. Because what a fucking asshole. These teams are getting billions and billions of dollars every single year because of the product that's on the field. Good business by the teams, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think they should do that. They should continue to do that. But if the player thinks like a business person and uses his brain, player, by the way, has always been told, oh, they're dumb, stupid. Mm-hmm. Now using their brain, all of a sudden it's a bad thing because the Chicago Bears don't know how to act right. And that is not, I think, a good narrative that I would like to continue happening around. Well, and also if a guy is representing himself, he's probably intelligent enough to understand like he, if he's getting fucked over. So when like the, the media or like the team or whatever is like, oh, this selfish asshole is asking for this. You know, we offered him this much money. He can... You know, no, no, yeah, yeah. We, understand the contract, right? Over the last couple of years, I feel like uh, I don't want to say we were the only people. A lot of people have done this, so I'm not going to do that. But the exposure of what's real and what's not real in these contracts that have been reported, by the way, for 30, 40 years. Yeah. Be, remember, there was only one report of what a contract was, and that was gospel. Mm-hmm. And then that was put into the internet, that was put into every article, and that was put onto every single player. Hey, you. You're fucking, you're worth $100 million. million. I, I yeah. saw it. Well. Like, no, actually, I had to cure cancer to get the fucking $35 <laughs> yeah. million. I had to actually kick two field goals. I'm a tight end. I, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, there was, I guess it was in the contract. At Possible. some point, it was in there. I could have earned it. Now, they would have had to put me on the field to kick those field goals. Mm-hmm. And I also would have had to get to a lab like six days a week during season. But if I would have done those things, I would have got that money. So you're right. That money was on a piece of paper at one point that I signed my name. But I never got it. And that became much bigger issue as opposed to just what other guys are worth and everything like that but family friends community thinking people are worth this exact thing and it wasn't that at all it was vastly different not everybody's great with their money but then the story gets even worse you blew through 65 million Mm dollars it was like well actually i only got like seven million after taxes (laughs) and yeah i did i have you ever seen blank check one million (laughs) dollars it's not (laughs) real like i I actually did do that yeah i got myself a watch car benzo house yeah i wanted to live a little bit and it's all gone so I just think now we learn a lot more about contracts. And what Rapport said about the Roquan offer is that that thing was backloaded, not yeah. guaranteed, nothing like that. It's like, yeah, he, they were trying to fuck him. 
and he caught it, which I don't love, by the way. Allegedly, we're trying to fuck him. We did not see the contract. No. I don't like the polls trying to do that. Yeah, but backloading too. Like yeah. it's a legend, but if it's backloaded, like that is what they're trying to do. Yeah, but I, I don't like the polls is doing oh, that. Oh, not at all. This is how you're starting your run, polls. Well, Best player going backloading yeah. fucking deal. What's that all about, polls? That whole division. What's Quessy and Dofo Mensa doing? Oh, too? yeah, our quarterback to... stinks. Oh. Our, uh, our, our quarterback, I mean, he can certainly take a snap, but I mean, he's, yeah, he's, is I'm he Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> nah. Is he Aaron Rodgers? Nah. nah. Is he Tom Brady? Nah. Mm. Uh-uh. Matthew Stafford. I can do this all day, the GM. <laughs> yeah. And everybody on here, he's, he's, is he lying? It's like, no, but also, you're the general manager of the damn team. Yeah. First Let day. the pundits say, yeah. Stephen A. Smith, who's back, by the way. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Next week, next week, he's back. Monday, can't Steve. wait. Back, back Woo. on Monday. Hey, baby, Stephen. Hey, up shoulders, okay. Big surprises. Really? That's what Molly's been saying all week. Big surprises on Can't Monday. Wait. Bro, think about Stephen A. been cooking for the last month. Oh, yeah. He's coming oh, out. Yeah, he's coming happening. out 400 miles an hour. Yeah. That thing, he's, there's 17 promos coming in the first five minutes, and they're all going to be electrified. They might shoot him out of a cannon over the Brooklyn Bridge. That'd be sweet. To like get and him. it lands right into his, into his chair. Seat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just right into him. Let me. And he goes on about uh-huh. 10, 15 different things. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to watch that. They do a different guy uh, guy or girl every day to go up against him, like Michael Irvin and like they did last year. He's been prepping. I'm not sure. You know who they need to get in there? Who's that? The man is joining us right now. Ooh. This guy is, uh, he has expanded his role in the football universe oh, really? this season. Here we go. This man has obviously been the face of a sport for like 20 years. Incredibly handsome face. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He was a college quarterback. Okay. Now he's an NFL commentator, the face of college football, <laughs> and the father of our basic first ever intern. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, living legend, Kirk Kirksch. Hey, 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 Kirk! What's up? What's up? How we doing? Thank you for joining us here today. Uh, you know, it's a monumental day, Herbie. Not because I know you're getting ready for the NFL season and college <laughs> football, and you're about to take over the world this fall, like something you've never done before, even though you're already at the top of the mountain. But because today is his son, Jake Herbstreet's last day of his internship here. Jake did not know his dad's coming on today. <laughs> Jake, why don't you come in here, Jake? Come on, Jake. Come on, Herbie. Come on, Herbie. Come on, Herbie. What do you say, Herbie? Come on, here, Jake. Hot feet. Hey, you should be incredibly proud. This kid turned in to be a fucking weapon for us, an asset for us. He made our show better, made our office better. He's obviously handsome, and he put together a pitch deck today. You can't come over. He put together a pitch deck today that was like 30 slides, had his laughing probably 10 to 15 yeah. Oh, yeah. times. Very good. He did a hell of a job here, Harvey. Harvey. I love to hear it. I know he's had an incredible time hanging out with you guys and uh, has learned so much, so... I know he's grateful for the opportunity, and I'm grateful you gave him the chance. And uh, to all the guys that uh, that helped him along the way, man, he, he's a hardworking kid and wants to learn. And, and what a better place to learn than, than with you guys? So well, thanks for- nobody has ever said that in the history of anything. <laughs> no. But I do appreciate the fact that you kind of forced this on us, mostly because. And you know, Herbie, I have a lot of respect and thankful for you. You're the person that got me on game day and like took care of us. So, well, you've always been incredibly kind to me. So I've always been very thankful. So whenever you pitched us this, pitched me this, it did kind of feel like a force, but <laughs> I was, you know, excited to do it. Excited to do it. He's been awesome. Oh, yes. Yeah. He honestly, from the days of, he came in here, no laptop. Remember that? Yep. Oh, Remember yeah. That, uh-huh. Part of the pitch deck today, <laughs> no laptop. <laughs> then he had, what, the 17-day vacation. Yeah, right. Remember that, Remember that? 
<laughs> and then ever since he came back, dude, we're talking editing videos, podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've run a couple of his commercials on this show. Reels, TikToks, Photoshop. Uh, Photoshop. Yeah. He's gone into the meme game. You've done absolutely incredible, man. Uh, you should be incredibly proud of you. Thank you. Love you, Hey, you made That's a good fun. you made a good kid here, Kirk. You know that. Nice job, Kirk. Uh, I, I I know. Nice I'm job, I'm uh, I'm I'm just grateful the kind of kid that he's turned out to be. Is I got four boys and he's he's uh, I had no clue great kid and I'm very thankful yeah, yeah, yeah. To, uh, <laughs> to hang with you guys. Yeah, see you, Jake. You're the man. Hey, good luck, Jake. Hey, Pat. You know what it's like though, man. I you know you go to college and and the real world is so different than than college and and so. You know, forgetting the laptop or not having a laptop or, you know, <laughs> communication or what, anything that it is. And then getting real feedback. It's like this is real life, you know. So he had a, he had a great experience and learned so much that will help him down the road. So Herbie, like said, we were lucky for yeah. him, man, honestly, because there were some things that took place in our office, obviously, over the summer. And if it wasn't for the extra man that we had in yeah. here, mm-hmm. I'm not sure we would have been able to make it. And honestly... I, I don't know if we'll ever do another intern again. I mean, they're going to have to live up to a lot, though. Like, yeah, exactly. Mitt was the first time I was forced to have an intern from his dad, right? Mm-hmm. I was forced to have him like, hey, is there any, I mean, what? Come on. You know yeah. him? I, I've known I've literally known him since he was like a kid. He's like, he wants to get into this. Mitt started working here. Like, fucking Mitt still works here. Mm-hmm. He was our youngest employee for a long time. So he was happy Jake got here because he didn't have to do the trash anymore. Right. And all the, uh, like, the low-level <laughs> yeah. shit, you mm-hmm. know? Like, Mitt was happy. Now, Mitt's got to get back. That's going to be, uh, yeah. go get him, hey, Welcome back. But like Jake, awesome. Jake was awesome for us, man. He honestly was, he was incredible. And he asked me, we started talking, you know, about him getting back to college and, you know, cause normally if you get an internship like this with the job that he could get right now, if we, like, if he wanted, we wanted to pay him and everything. And we started talking about his future and going back to school. I was like, just enjoy it, dude. Like, listen, yeah. enjoying it doesn't mean, like, you don't have to go get hammered every night and, like, party every night. But, like, enjoy the lack of responsibility. Yeah. Like, enjoy, like, just going to school, accomplishing things with your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you should still work on editing and some other stuff that you've become very good at. But you should be looking at school right now as, like, let me enjoy life a little bit. Travel with you a little bit. Do your thing. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what he ends up doing. He's a special dude. You got a good kid, man. Yeah, man. Th- thanks so much. And again, that's great advice because you're right. I mean, they're, they're, he's got another year to just be able to just be a college kid and then kind of, kind of uh, figure things out from there. But uh, Ty got a weekend and uh, and Jake got <laughs> summer end. So uh, I know I know Ty's living vicariously through Jake. So uh, wait they till both you see. had a great time getting to know all you guys. Wait until you see Jake's deck to describe I, his time here. Top notch. Awesome. Top notch. <laughs> Unbelievable. It was... I didn't know what we were walking into, you know, because I completely <laughs> forgot about the pitch deck, by mm-hmm. the way. Oh, yeah. We had his brother Ty do it whenever he left because he was here for four days. We we're like, all right, we want a full presentation <laughs> yeah. on what you learned. Then that was obviously not real. But then he did it. And I had forgot all about us making Ty do that and telling Jake, like, can't wait to see yours. So yesterday, Jake told us, like, I got a, I got a presentation tomorrow. And we were all like, oh, oh shit. Here we go. Here we go. Completely forgot about it. Completely forgot about it. But then we walked in this morning. He was yeah. ready. He had yeah. music. Oh, he yeah. had music. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He had music. He had music, music for this thing. Yeah. He even told us to shush one time. Shush. Yep. Shush, <laughs> shush, shush. Shush. There's going to be sound. It was, 
It was a really cool experience, and I'm thankful for him. All right, let's move on, though. Let's move to you. How's it going getting ready for the NFL? Obviously, we'll dive into some college football stuff because the landscape's insane. But this season, Thursday Night Football, alongside Al Michaels on Amazon, do you feel confident? You feel comfortable in the knowledge of all the NFL teams, all the players and the stories, and everything you're going to have to know to go in there on Thursday night and kick off each uh, NFL weekend? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're learning even through camp. You know, there, there's injuries, there's different things that are going to come up. Um, I'm doing a, a Rams game next uh, next week, next Friday night, with, uh, actually a week from tonight, with, with Al and, and Freddie Gadelli, the producer. We're just going to just do it. It's nothing that will actually be out on air, just a little bit of a kind of a, 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 a kind of a walkthrough, really, and a chance for us to kind of work out some maybe work out some of the kinks and then the following week we'll actually do a real game um, with with the Texans and the 49ers it'll actually be streamed up on Amazon Prime and uh, after that you know we start up on the 15th so I in the meantime I've just been and I'm here in Cincinnati you know PFF is here I've been working a lot with those guys uh, talking to a, a lot of different people had a chance to go out to a seminar uh, and, and meet Sherm uh, Akib uh, Witt, uh, Fitzpatrick, uh, Tony Gonzalez, just a lot of the guys going to be in the studio show. And um, just just a chance. You know what it's like when you start something new. It's it's like when you went over to, to get up, you know, you just kind of not just a job itself, but just a little bit of a feeling out process just to kind of get comfortable with people. And Al has been incredible. I mean, I couldn't ask for anything more with how welcoming he's been and how helpful and, and cool. Just overall, just a good dude. Uh, so that, that's been great. So I feel like I'm going into a really good group of people, and I'm just anxious to, to start up. We don't get going till the 15th. That's our real Hold our on, first though, Herbie. Game. Next Friday, are they going to cut some clips in tw- social? Or are they not able to do that, you think? You know, that'd be cool. I, I don't know if they're going to do that or not. Um, you know, the, as you know better than anybody, the, these preseason games – I've never really dialed into the NFL the way you guys are starting to kind of have to dial into college. I've never really like, oh, yeah. you know, paid attention <laughs> to like preseason football. I didn't realize like the Rams, you know, I, I'm doing their game next week. I, I don't think I'm going to see a guy that maybe an offensive lineman, but other than that, there's not going to be a guy out there that's, that's going to be a starter. So, you know, the games will be done a little bit differently, but, um, you know, I, again, I think it's more about rhythm and flow and cadence and just feel with with Al and I, but I don't know. I don't know if they'll put any of that stuff out next week or not. I can't wait to hear how it goes. Excited to see you call games on Thursday, starting on fifteenth. Hell yeah! Okay. Start on fifteenth. Here we go. Uh, college. Congrats to you guys on the on the college football opportunity with Omaha. That that's incredible. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. There's some worry in his voice. We're gonna steal ratings. Right? Herbie, oh, yeah. No. Listen, we're going directly against you. No <laughs> foul, Paul. Hey, hey, it's a it's a we thing. You no, know, like, we'll be watching you. Guys, you, you get, <laughs> hopefully, you get a ton of viewers. I, I think that would be that would be great because at the end of the day, your friends who who uh, you don't care for ESPN, they're they're just going to look at the, <laughs> the they're going to look at the overall number, you know. And if if, if know, you guys add to that number, obviously that's huge. I know, kind of a sellout move by me, but like super excited to do it. And I don't I don't know if it'll be all primetime evening games. Anyways, I, I think we've been. We've been told like three weeks out we'll be able to pick. And let's talk about that. The new landscape of the college football media world. We thought there was a chance maybe we get a Big Ten game. You know, we got yeah. a lot of Big Ten connections. That ain't going to happen. This is going to be SEC pretty much, huh, this upcoming no, fall? No, it, two more years, it's it's pretty much status quo. So, Oh! Yeah, 
Yeah, so this year and next year, it's... Oh! Uh, what? Like, my my opening game this year is Ohio State-Notre Dame. Ooh! No! no. I didn't yeah. know that! My, my fourth game is Ohio State-Wisconsin. Both those games were at the shoe. So we've got we've got two more years of doing oh, um, doing the, the games that we've always been doing. Okay! <laughs> yes! That's huge. Wow! Do you know how big... That's huge! Game. Yeah, man. Yeah. SEC yeah. people so don't this- care for us at all. No. Yeah. SEC people do not care because we don't. They know we don't know enough. Big Ten people are at least like, all right, we've dealt with these idiots. Mm-hmm. We at least know them a little bit. You know, that's Dude, huge news. Hey, listen, I'm more than happy to. I'm only a few, couple hours over from Indy. I, if you ever want me to come in and do a quick little chalk talk, oh, like, I'll dunk, like We have our PFF. Here we go. Seriously, I'll just I'll, I'll break it down. We'll, we'll go. We'll just do like some low hanging fruit stuff. Yes. Um, and, and I know Connor needs all the help he can get being Amazing. a Boston guy. He has no idea. <laughs> no. Also, no I'm, I'm happy to help out. Okay. So you're, you'll be our PFF. Now you said PFF earlier there. You're learning about it. And I went, well, you know, cause you know, you're a football guy. You understand PFF can't always predict who's making the right plays because they don't know the coverages, but they are a great barometer, I think, of who's doing what. And I think that never gets kind of separated from the two. PFF, if if you don't like PFF, you're always going to hammer home, well, I don't fucking know what the actual thing is. It's like, yeah, that's true, but also there is at least some upside that PFF has brought everybody, I think, personally. For me, I talked to Chris about it, uh, Collinsworth, and for me it was more about, listen, I I mean, I watched the NFL. It's not like I'm oblivious to the nfl who doesn't watch the nfl so i'm but there's a difference in a way you watch a game when it's just kind of on and your wife's talking to you and your kids are talking to you and and next thing you know it's middle of the second quarter and next thing you know you take a nap and then next thing you know like if it's your team you're dialed in but if it's just a game it's kind of on and when you when you get ready to call games pff to me is more about not much not so much predicting things but just more of a foundational understanding of you know who the Steelers are, or who the Chiefs oh, yeah. are, who oh, the yeah. Dolphins yeah, are, yeah. who the Cowboys great. are. What's wow. up with the Eagles? So it's it's a little bit more about understanding team strengths and weaknesses. And then, thank God, we have games to watch. You know, and then we start. That's really the most useful tool for me over these years of watching games. Like for you guys, if you're not college football fans, but you're going to start to have to be able to talk about them intelligently. You, you, you would just watch games, you know, like if you're going to do a Penn State game, the, the, you know, three weeks out, just plug into the Penn State games the, the, the previous two weeks oh. coming leading into that game. And it'll give you a really good idea. Oh, We're watching film. Here we okay. go. Yeah. That's it. Hold on, though. Don't be getting yourself out of traveling over here to teach us shit, though. It sounds like you were trying to right there. We, we need you. Yeah. I'll come over there anytime you guys want. I love hey, to. wait till you see the Thunderdome, Herbie. Ooh. Can't hey. wait to see that. Is your dad knocking it out? Is he taking care of business? Well, Tim's Tim's part of a lot of conversations. Right now. <laughs> Tim's doing it. I'll get a text from Tim. I was at Thunderdome 13 hours today. <laughs> <laughs> he always just assumes everybody's trying to fuck us at every single corner, which I appreciate and respect. You need that, I think, in a construction project. Like, you need yeah. somebody that's like, nah, 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 nah. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I mean, the what, sinks were just not something move- we talked about. What's that? Yeah. Why don't we move it in? Yeah. Well, funny you say that. Because with lead time, manpower, <laughs> you know, there's a whole. I, I, I'm thinking like week of opening of NFL season will be. Here we go. I think. Wow. 
Oh, this is happening like soon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. We can't. We can't afford another. Can't sit on it. No. Much can't afford another uh, full power outage at this place we're currently at. With what? What, what are you going to do with that building where you are? Are You just selling it? So or we got what are you out. Do? So we. This was. Uh, this was a ten-year lease here. Oh, okay. So we're out there. We had an out though that oh. we had to tell them by a, a certain date, and that date was like right in the middle of. Uh, is the Thunderdome going to get done? Uh-oh. You know, with uh, the whole thing. So we had to make a decision. We won with it. We're like, we'll get out. Thunderdome will get done. We're not doing paintball arena here anymore? Well, so there was going to be so a couple of things. We didn't know if we were going to be able to give the notification for our out, which saved us. I think it saved us a few hundred thousand dollars in the end. We're going to have to pay regardless, but it ended up saving us a few hundred thousand dollars in the whole lease thing. So we didn't know if we we're going to be able to... Li- like, say, yeah, we need to get out. So we thought we were going to have to sit on this place for, like, at least two years. Like, we thought we were going to have to sit on this place for two years, maybe. So we started yeah. thinking of ideas. All right, you now, what do we got? What do we got? What are we going to turn this place into? There was a chance it was going to be a European spa place with baths all over yeah. it at yeah. one point. Turkish baths. Turkish yep. bath mm-hmm. place at one point because it's set up pretty well. Uh, there was definitely going to be a golf simulator bar in here at one point. That was Hey, damn near half. That almost <laughs> happened. <laughs> this place, we almost turned into a golf simulator bar owner uh, group and like kind of put something together that we would want to hang out at. Basically, is what we're trying to create. Good, good thing we didn't because that five iron bar who has got it down yeah. announced a week after that they were coming to Indianapolis. Oh, really? So it was like, oh, thank God we didn't do that. <laughs> there was a potential paintball war zone that was being oh. pitched out there. Yeah, but we're getting the fuck out of here. Actually, <laughs> so what would be the biggest? change for people who watch you guys every day what what would the what would be the most obvious difference between what they've seen all these years and what's going to happen i'm sure you always do this you come on my show you start asking me questions (laughs) come on i'm curious i know and i know you watch this show too so like we very much appreciate that we very much appreciate you uh i think we'll have so i just go off Call this morning with a British lad. Mm-hmm. Really? A British yep. lad, yeah. Scouser, I do believe. In London town. Yeah, no, don't. Liverpool, I yeah. believe. Oh, okay. Liverpool, he's a scouser. <laughs> uh, we're getting some, like, telestrator stuff that we'll be able to. So, like, everything should be a little bit better. Like, I think we'll have a new studio, obviously. It's mm-hmm. going to look similar, but different. It should be nicer. I think we're going up to 8K or whatever for go. our cameras. Like, we're investing in all that stuff. Our telestrator shit, though, in a, uh, footage rights. Yeah. Yeah. Footage rights. Okay. It's not game rights. <laughs> <laughs> When we made our NFL Films announcement, I said, we got game rights. Oh, yeah. We don't have game rights. We have footage rights. Okay. I would like to let that. I guess I did cause quite a uh, quite a conversation around <laughs> some places. I apologize. But we're just going to, everything's going to be up. Also, there's going to be a lot more people in the Thunderdome on a daily basis. Like, you know, there's going to be a lot more in-house stuff happening, which I'm very thankful for. So everything just should get raised a little bit. Our power will hopefully stay on. And uh, we'll have footage rights, Herbie. But if you want to stop by in that schedule of yours, yeah. we'd be honored and pumped to make yeah. that happen, pal. Who's in charge of all the high def and the AK? Is that Foxy? Who's who's going to be running that operation? All yeah. That so Zito, Foxy, the whole crew in the back. We've it's we literally just got the, the whole call was. Hey, I need a baboon to be able to operate this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were they were trying to put in some yes, exactly. Because yeah. like film the Exos, right? XOS system or whatever. It's yeah. it's easy. That is an easy. There's a laser pointer there. It's play, it's fast forward, it's slow motion. It is nothing. And I'm I'm planning on having a lot of people come in that maybe know certain groups of positions better than I do, have them do a film segment with us chiming in while they're doing it. So I think we should be able to take the broadcast of footage rights game to uh, to a different well, place than it's been for well, a while. What would, 
what would be cool on Tuesdays with with uh, Aaron would be maybe well, if that's out happening. We don't plays. know if that's happening. We don't. We don't know if that's happening. We don't know if that's happening. That has not been locked in. I mean, geez. oh, okay. Well, if you, if you if you do work that out, Thank how you. cool would it be to kind of go over maybe a, a few key plays with him? watching film that would be insane well i concur and also there's a chance that i'll have something on my desk that i can literally just stop like at any part of the show almost stop the screen like so when aj does something toxic i can start circling his face what was this here? you know what i mean what's this you're right on my desk and then like yeah if aaron starts talking about a play there's like a we're gonna have a thing that almost has a or anybody that comes on like anybody that comes on the show they come on there'll be a vault of plays that i can go into and hit and then open right from my fucking desk so as they're speaking about it i'll be able to that's cool. Yeah, I think so. I, it should you, be. I sh it should help. I think everything should just get a little bit better. I think. I hope. So you haven't worked things out with Aaron yet. What's that about? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, it's that's a big commitment, dude. Every yeah, single yeah. Tuesday, Tuesdays is only off day. You know, so like, it is dude, a thing. Like the, it's it's everybody's plugged into that. He's got to do that. That's that's, that's that's great. Yeah. It's great for you. Great for him. You guys have great chemistry together. To me, it's a no-brainer. Well, back-to-back MVPs. Back MVPs. The yeah. whole thing, The whole thing, though, is I never want to be intrusive to anybody, if that yeah, makes sense. I, 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 like, I hate asking people to come on the show because I'm like, you have a thousand other things that are better to do in your life, even if it's just taking a shit and scrolling through your phone. Like, it's always that thing. So I think it'll, I think it'll happen, but there's – who knows? You know, that whole thing, I don't want to – Carp for a horse. You know, I don't want to do any of that. It'll you know? get done. I look forward to it. I'll, I'll watch it every week. I appreciate that, Herbie. Any more new deals you got coming up? You know, you got deal who's he? He's, he's plugged oh, in I'm, with I'm, uh, I'm, Amazon. I'm, yeah. I'm, he's plugged in with ESPN. Uh, wheels up. Wheels up. up. Uh, I think he's pro football focused now. Yeah, that's right. Any other big bags coming uh, to the Kirk Herb Street thing that we should look forward to? Nothing. I know nothing. Sergeant Schultz. I, I know nothing. You're a suit now. Oh. I got, oh, I got my hard hat on. I just go to work. That's all I do. Oh, I respect Have you thought about like how you're going to survive this season yet? No. <laughs> Smart. Have you thought about it at all? You're just going to. Oh, I'm 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 anxious. I'm, I'm most worried about my voice. Yeah. That's spread. When I, I don't sleep well. It's I, I can handle functioning. I just I can't talk. What do you have some secrets? Yeah, so uh Greeny gave me this whenever I was yeah. going through it. When I went to every single day and I was calling games and I was also luckily doing yeah. everything else. So this is what Billy Joel uses. This is the uh Aaron Taylor <laughs> secret. Yeah. It's a spray. Yeah. It's a spray that you just put in there, and it's like an immediate. It, it does. I think it's like Toradol, though. I think it covers up whatever damage you're doing. So tomorrow yeah. morning, you're probably going to be in a bad spot. Mm -hmm. But this thing is a magic maker if you're ever. I mean, text, it's, it's right. Text me the, uh, the title of that. I'll order some of that. Send a photo. It, I mean, pretty basic-ass marketing, too, by them. Just oh, yeah. dry-ass bottle. And uh -huh. everybody, I guess, uses this. Broadway. Yeah. Like all the, I guess so everybody Joel uses a cool tuxedo. On uh, your question, time for Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah, Herbie, I know it was inevitable, and part of me is that is very excited to see like USC come play at Kinnick. But is that like with those two teams moving over to the the Big Ten? Like, is that good for college football? And as a Big Ten guy, like, does it pain you a little bit knowing that the Rose Bowl is just dead now? No. I don't. You know, I don't know if it's dead, but it's, it, they're definitely going to have to change. It's dead. Something that no they've held on to forever. It's you know, that, they've been very adamant about PM Eastern, January first, Big Ten, Pac twelve, and, and you know that being a Big Ten guy, 
And to me, what I what my answer would be in this new world, wherever we end up in three, because it's not going to happen next week. It's going to happen in about three years, but before the next playoff, when they expand it to twelve or sixteen teams, um, I, I think that they should just be the home of the national championship every year. You know, instead of like bidding it out and moving it around the cities, it seems like half the time I don't even know if the city's all ex- that excited about having it. Just put it in Pasadena every year. That's the new like the next chapter of the Rose Bowl, and that way you stay obviously. Relevant. How much would they have to pay? They would have to pay so much for that, right? I mean, that's why it gets bounced around is because how much money everybody's forking yeah, up for. It. But but they could build that in. There's just something. Ask anybody. Like last year, I called the Ohio State Utah game. If that Ohio State-Utah game is in any other stadium, still a good game. But there's something different in that setting that adds to the lore of, of the game. And I think if you put national championships in that, in that stadium, I think it would add to it, personally. And I'm not just saying that because I'm, I'm a Rose Bowl guy. I just think it's, I call games from every stadium in the country, and there's just something different about that scene because of its history. And, it, and they've renovated it. It's a really nice stadium. So that, that would be the answer to me. Is there something weird about UCLA and USC coming to the Big Ten? Absolutely. I mean, it, it is what it is. But, you know, I, I think you have to be willing in the world that we live in to be open-minded. And you have to be willing to accept the change. And instead of digging in and saying, well, we used to do this and we used to do that. I mean, everything's changing. NIL's changing. Uh, you know, transfer portal. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be strange to see it, but it's kind of the new the new way we're doing things. Wait till if you really want to talk about the next thing, you know, you see this money that's coming into the Big Ten. If if we're going to actually open up this can of worms about nil, oh yeah, you know, I I think say it. It, they're going to have to do a CBA. I think you eventually either pull away from the NCAA, or or you have to somehow create a whether it's a union or an entity. Or I think whatever this new world becomes, if it's let's say it's called the college football playoff world or leagues or whatever it is, I think you have to negotiate with the players oh, yeah. and create a CBA just like the NFL does. Oh, yeah. And that way you avoid antitrust laws and you talk about NIL. Here are the rules for NIL. Boom. You negotiate that out. Here are the rules for transfer portal. Boom. Boom. You negotiate that out. By the way, the players now want some of that money that, that ESPN and Fox and all these NBC, CB, all that they're giving these conferences. That's great. We'll take our portion. Whatever, whatever 30%, 40%, 50%, whatever that. Hey, Hope wait, Street, Hope Street. Wait, that starts because that's the next, Could the next, it, next hey, domino to fall, I think. Isn't a good move by these schools to get ahead of this to look like kind of babyface in this whole thing? Take some of the TV rights deals and tell the players, like, we're just going to put everybody on scholarship. All the walk-ons, everybody that's on the team's on scholarships. This money will just go to scholarships directly for members of the team. And then the top-end guys are still able to make their NIL deals, their NIL mm-hmm. money. But I think like the the fact that there's still walk-ons, I assume that's going to become a thing of the past, right? Don't you don't you think that's probably going to become a thing of the past? It might be. It might be. I mean, you could start to essentially become employees. I, with the NIL part of it is important because I do think you should get a, a share of, I don't know what percentage that is. I don't know what's considered fair, but the, the players are definitely going to get a share. Yeah, but dude, the transparency that is needed for a rev share is so like, th- yeah. that would be, 
Just as somebody yeah. that has gone through a couple rev share situations, like you need accountants that are all on the same page. You need like lawyers that are on the same page. You need the other entity to want to be uh, very transparent and want to like kind of give you the numbers. It's like, I oh, that's going to be a lot, Herbie. It, I mean, I understand. And the, and then you throw in Title Nine and you throw in all the Olympic sports. I mean, it, it, it's it's going to be messy. I'm just saying. I see this going. I'm not saying it's going to happen next week. I'm just saying eventually this is where it's going to go. Agreed. I don't know when, but it's happening. And I think the other thing is this. NIL, we're all for NIL. You know, it's, again, the new world that we all live in. NIL is great. <laughs> and if a player who's an established player, like when you at West Virginia, you're an established player, if you can get a, a deal in, in Morgantown or in the state of West Virginia, God bless you. Good for you. That's great. But this this stuff with collectives oh, yeah, and paying kids who are I in know. high school eight million dollars who half of them end up how That's... many five stars end up being bust? Well, half how of... many five stars that get a million dollars before they even step foot on campus yeah, and, end up being a, a kid at California? Oh, I guess it's going to Tennessee, reportedly getting eight million dollars for a three year deal. It's like hopefully he plays great and he's a star. A star but man, that, I just I don't think that's healthy. I just don't think bribing players to come to a school is a healthy thing. I also don't think poaching players from smaller schools and bribing them to come to your school is healthy. Well, it's recruiting. It's recruiting. Yeah. It's recruiting. <laughs> it's not your bribe. It's recruiting. But I do believe there is a larger issue at hand. And it's, I think, you know, and the world is changing massively and the workouts are different, I think. But, I mean, if we had a couple millionaires on that West Virginia team, I don't know if they're showing up and doing Barwis's workout at 6.30 a.m., mm -hmm. the way that they went. Like, I think in the end, I'm not sure the chip on the shoulder that drives a lot of people to become great in a physically tasking sport. You know, it's hard to train when you're waking up in satin sheets, I think is what they say in, like, mixed yeah. martial arts. Yeah. So if these guys are able to become millionaires at 18, be great, be and still go to work every single day, you're talking about some of the most mentally tough and hardest working, the greatest work ethic dudes of all time. Oh. And we're just banking. Yeah, if they're able to do that, I will be so impressed. Just because I'm thinking about to me, I got a $40,000 loan app that had like 20% interest on it <laughs> that showed up overnight, and I was going out every night with it having a good time. I couldn't even imagine being a millionaire in Morgantown, yeah. West Virginia. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. And yeah. How yeah. are guys still staying? I guess it's a whole new generation of kids that just have more focus than I did and more blinders on. But that's going to. I think it's going to be tough to handle. I, honestly, I think that's going to be tough to handle. I, don't, I just don't know if that's the, the case. I mean, I guess time will tell. Uh, the same distractions are there today that were there when you were there. You know, so more, I guess, with yeah, the, yeah. there's even more, I guess, with yeah. the, the access of everything you can have. But also, I think these kids grow up in knowing that everything is there. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you know I what I mean? I think it's a whole different. We shall see. I think like 10 years from now, though, the case study sociology wise on why somebody made it, why somebody didn't. There was high hopes. Is it now they're going to start calling kids bus way earlier, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that whole thing yeah. just started happening. Are you worth the value you're being paid as a 19 year old to a school, to a business? And are they going to fire you then? And then are you going through that, that you normally go through at 23, 24, mm -hmm. 19? Yeah. Like it is uh, when you get money involved, business involved, feelings involved, egos involved in a lot of hard work that has to go in. That's just an interesting little case study, I think, that we're about to experience together for a first time. Hour two will be on the other side of this six minute break. Fucking hit it. Let's or go. ten minute break. Gosh. <laughs> That's on me, Herbie. I got it wrong. But that is a real thing. Like the human aspect of it. Quinn Ewers. Just happened yeah. with him at Ohio State. Yeah. Now he transferred yeah. to yeah. Texas. By the way, wait wait till the yeah. collectives who are right now all excited because they got this guy and that guy and they put in this and 
Wait, wait until these, some of these players don't pan out, you know, whether it's an injury. I mean, you go back. I remember when I signed at Ohio State, 25 guys signed at Ohio State. And, you know, when you go to a school like Ohio State, everyone's – a lot of them are all Americans. A lot of them are all state, best player in their region, best player in their state, whatever. And you look at that recruiting class on a piece of paper, and you're like, every, every, every single guy in this class is going to be a starter. Every, every guy. And my dad played there, and he coached at Ohio State. And I never, when he dropped me off, he said, take a look around when you're just the freshmen together. Look at all those guys. He goes, if you have 13 guys left by the time you graduate, if 13 play out of the 25, that'll be considered a great class. 13 and I was like man you're I, in my head I thought dad you're crazy <laughs> all 25 guys are gonna play and he's right whether it's guys get hurt guys get a girl pregnant they got to move home guys fail out whatever it is guys are busts whatever it is you dwindle it down if you get half of a class so my point is you you're putting all this money up on all these guys are gonna supposed to make it and when they don't how does the collective well, respond? And who tells the kid? Right? Here's another thing, like the NIL deal, because there's a lot of people coming to us. They're like, you need to start an NIL agency and like start signing guys. And I understood that like in the moment, that would have got us good pop. I think it would have got us a good pop. I think it would have made the kids happy. Like, oh, we're hanging out for the brand stuff. We're giving money to kids. We're thankful for kids. But what happens like a year from now when somebody that we had done business with becomes irrelevant you know they they don't like they don't make it they either get cut they aren't starting anymore i don't want to have to have that conversation with anybody like hey listen for whatever reason it's not panning out and then that business has to end at some point like and it's going to end with a lot more people than it's going to go on to be good and i'm not mentally tough enough to weigh have that weighing on me like oh i gotta tell this guy that we can't do anything with him anymore because literally nobody cares about him but i should have seen this like that's I mean, I guess I'm living in my fears by doing that, but that was but, my first thought. But it's thought. real what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, that, it's, yeah. It's, so, and God forbid a guy gets into some trouble off the field. You mentioned for the brand, and all of a sudden, for the brand takes a hit. You know, like like mm-hmm. brand XYZ, all of a sudden a player gets into some off the field trouble. 19-year-old kids, by the way. These, these are ni- now yeah. men, I guess. There's a chance shit is going to happen in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. No, it's it, – it, and, and the only way we're all going to learn – is looking back five years from now, you know, once we get to five years, look back and say, okay, wow, look at this, look at that. And eventually it, it's not going to last. I mean, it, it, they're going to be changes. They're, they're going to put, you know, guardrails up, put parameters out there. They, they're going to have to, there's, there's just no way it's going to be able to sustain itself like this. Well, kids get your money while you can. I, I would never yeah. say that. I mean, there's a whole new set of problems when you get a bunch of money, but money provides a lot of freedom for a lot of people too. And families that probably need it for a long yeah. time. Who yeah. Know, who, yeah. They're, they're, really good side to nil because i've talked with players about it where they're able to they're doing things the right way they're making some nil money they're shipping the money back home helping their parents pay for bills and i mean there's incredible opportunities this isn't all bad doom and gloom like we said a lot of this is really good but you just have to be smart you just have to you have to be aware of you know things like collectives i just don't know if that's that's healthy uh but but guys that are doing it the right way and they're able to their brands able to earn them some money uh, that that's fantastic because they've earned it on the field. A guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba, he had over 300 yards receiving in the Rose Bowl. It's a big, one of the biggest stages college football has to offer. Everybody knows who this kid is. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, these are established superstars. And if they're driving Bentleys or Ferraris or they're making whatever money they can make, God bless them because they, they, they played and they've earned it. And they're headed to the NFL. Uh, in the meantime, make, make some NIL money. That, that, that I think we all agree with. 
that's what NIL is about. But bribing high school kids to come to your school, that, that's not what it's about. Hey, there's some glaring red flags is all we're saying. There's, yeah. There's, there's some. <laughs> no anybody that has a brain and actually thinks about and maybe has been in the situation before, the guys that some, I don't know, maybe it's a new generation that handles money and success and fame and everything a lot better than every other human generation in the history of humans. There's just going to be some things that potentially pop up. A couple more questions here for you, Kirk. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Kirk, we were just talking about it this week or last week. How do you think USC and UCLA are going to travel to the Big Ten schools? Like, are they going to do weeks at a time, or are they just going to operate in California during game week as if they're on the East Coast time zone? Yeah, I, I, you know, if they have back-to-back games on the East Coast. 9 a.m., Bloomington, Indiana, <laughs> November, 22 degrees. USC, 9 a.m. kickoff time local. That's a 6.30 a.m. local wake-up for them. Freezing cold, probably a 40% sellout, dry, no wind. <laughs> like, that's a fucking, that's a scary game for USC, I think. Feel. Yeah, I think those games are scarier than going into a sold-out oh, stadium. Yeah. You know, into a wild atmosphere. You know that they, they lull you to sleep with those early kicks with a half a stadium. I, I, I the only thing I think, Connor, is if you have back to back weeks in in the East Coast and you're at UCLA or USC, maybe then you would consider that. Um, but I think if it's just a, you know, I, I don't know if the Big Ten's going to do them any favors by not having back to back trips like that. Um, I'm not really sure at this point. I, I think you know USC's experience with Notre Dame. You know, every other year they go into South Bend. But it's a fair point about noon kicks. How often uh, will, will USC or UCLA have to play a noon Eastern kick, you know, because of TV? Northwestern, uh, that, that Indiana. That's future. I mean, with Fox, you know, a lot of their games are noon. So that would be brutal, you know. And, and, and if that's the case, you've got to go on a Thursday and try to adjust to the time zone the best you can. Yeah, but you won't be able to. And then going back, you're fucked too. I mean, we know that. Now, granted, they're kids. They're younger than us. But that's it. I thought about having to fly from L.A. to Bloomington. That's literally what we thought. L.A. to Bloomington. And this is me being mentally weak and an idiot and a doofus (laughs) and everything like that. But that's a 6.30 L.A., at least, maybe 6 a.m. L.A. time wake-up call, game day. Yeah. Then you're walking outside. Oh, oh shit! It is freezing, <laughs> right? It, yeah. is, it is. Yeah, it is freezing out there. Like that game could get you because I think Indiana has a good quarterback too. Mm-hmm. They have like a pretty good deep. Like they could just that they could that could become a and they're Iowa Northwestern. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot Purdue. There's a lot of schools in the Big Ten aside from like the showcase <laughs> schools that get brought down games. Like, hey, there's a noon kickoff uh-huh. coming right down the fucking plate oh, yeah. for these USC and UCLA teams, and it. Hey, it's hard enough when you're in the East Coast. Like Ohio State, when they go to Evanston or they go to Champaign or Wisconsin. Man, we played Wisconsin one time. And 11, it was 12, 12 p.m. kick, but 11 a.m. for us means we're up at like 6. We had guys sleeping, snoring on the bus <laughs> yeah. from the to the stadium. They were literally – I'm looking around the bus like who's fired up to play. <laughs> They're sleeping late of the game. So, yeah, that, that's real, man. That's very real. Uh, last question here. Only got about a minute. Go ahead, Tone. Kirk, I've been hearing a lot about Utah, Miami, um, Texas, maybe. Like, is there anyone that could potentially win it this year besides Georgia, Bama, or Ohio State? Well, Utah, that, that is a team that does not get the love that they deserve. Um, I, I would put them in that category. I would, you know what? I would put, because when you say 
the teams that you expect, it's Alabama, it's Georgia, it's Ohio State, it's Clemson. I mean, those are the teams. I tell you, Michigan's an interesting team again this year. People almost just like, eh, it was a good one-off. They're done. They lost Aiden Hutchison. They're, 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 I wouldn't write them off uh, at all. Um, I don't know about Texas. I do think Oklahoma is another team people are writing off because of all the hype about you know the coach leaving and the quarterback leaving. I think Oklahoma could be better. You know, Oregon plays Georgia week one. That'll be an interesting game to see if if the Ducks maybe have a shot to be competitive coming out of the Pac-12. All right. Well, good luck this season. We appreciate you. Thanks for Jake. He's been amazing. And uh, have a great football uh, run, pal. I'll see you at the national championship probably. <laughs> and uh, we'll both be, I don't know, this year we're not getting fat. We're not doing it. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man, anytime. Thanks for everything you guys did for Jake. I really appreciate it. You guys ever want to talk college football, I'm here. We, we will. We need you. Ladies and gentlemen, Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go, out of baby. Here we go, out of baby. Uh, hot feet coming out of that bathroom. Obviously, man. I haven't ran since SummerSlam. Trying not to become fat, but I'm excited to be here. It's a great day. There's five preseason play, uh, games today. There was two last night that we have to chit-chat about. The talks tables here at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor. One half of the hammer. Dad. Cowboys 10. Diggs is here. FanDuel lost to like a plus 600 super boost last Hell night. Yeah. Yeah. That they just handed to us. Like, you just log in. Hey, what some super boost tonight that they just give you? It's like, well, we think the Giants are going to win, and we think the Ravens are going to win, and we think both overs are going to hit. We'll give you that for plus 600. And I was like, man, fuck it. Why not? Hit. We did it. How you doing? Keep it moving. They were right on the two and a half. That seemed a little bit close, but feels like we're off to a hot start here. Yeah, and the interesting thing, I believe unders were 12-4 and in week one of preseason last year. They're 3-0 to start week one this season, so maybe a little bit more scoring. Uh, this preseason, the last season, or the last season, but uh, as far as the winners went, they went exactly how we thought they were going to go. They, they are who we, we thought, thought they were. were. Joining us now is a man who we thought he was. He is the face of Ohio. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's college football national champion. Damn. And he's the man that ended the actual playing career of the guest that we had on the first time. That's, that's right. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the all time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, AJ Hall. What's up, dude? What's up, guys? Now, I, I would say Kirk would be more of a, you know the face of Ohio than me, and he lives in Ohio. Again, he's back. Now, nah, you guys, the cult forced him out there, yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah. down. Because he picked against Ohio State one time accidentally. That's right. uh-huh. And then, obviously, everybody in Columbus with real sound minds was like, oh, this guy has done a lot for us. This guy has been representing Ohio State at the biggest level on college game day and on primetime football. This guy has obviously done a lot of good for Ohio State. And then somebody else said, he picked against us at one time, though. Remember that happened, and you guys fucking all hated it. Is that what Mm -hmm. happened? AJ, were you a part of that crew? Is that what happened? I do not believe that's what happened, but... Well, I, I agree, though. Kirk definitely would get some irrational fans that would say, oh, how do you pick against Ohio State? And what they don't realize, and they should realize if they listen, Kirk is the biggest Ohio State fan on the planet. He's the biggest college football fan, but he absolutely loves Ohio State so much. And, yeah, people are crazy. You know that. Yeah, well, especially in the – Yeah. Yeah. So, well, just irrational football fans, which, you know what, that's what makes the game so special. And by the way, every single team is hoping for irrational football fans of their team. Yep. You know, those cults that go bananas are always the best environments, the best atmospheres, and also the teams that make the most money. Mm-hmm. The Ohio State cult represents for the North, I believe. Uh-huh. Whenever there's a hundred of them in the South, the Ohio State cult says, don't you worry, us FIFOs up here, 
will fucking hold it down in our love of a college football team, and that would be the Ohio State Buckeyes. Let's move to the NFL. AJ, did you watch any of the preseason games last night? There was yeah, there was some great plays, some good moments. Bill Belichick was awesome. Oh, it yeah. seems like they're going to be much better than the narratives were being painted uh, about them coming out of camp. Did you get to catch any of it last night? Yeah, I did. And I mean, I think for anybody, there's no reason to panic for anyone, no matter what happens in the preseason. But don't you feel like every fan base should be like, okay, like if you're the Giants, Daniel Jones moved the ball early, looked good, didn't get in the end zone right away. But I felt like they moved the ball, whatever. Patriots, they seem fine. Their defense is going to be good. Their offense will continue to progress. So yeah, Malik Willis flashing, making some good plays. So we saw what I think we thought we might see. How about Vrabes immediately afterwards? He's going to sit in pocket, throw a ball. (laughs) I don't know what you want to tell. I guess it's cute. I'll run all these guys are going to be selling insurance in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's uh, Braves knows, though, that everybody was going to be high on Malik Willis. He, he mm-hmm. knew that. So his answer, I assume he put over Malik Willis in other mm-hmm. conversations as well. And people are just taking that one sentence out of whatever his answer was and saying, right, look how Braves talked about Malik Willis. It's like, well, he's his coach. Okay, he's going to be a guy who's going to continue to try to make him better in however he's going to inspire him and motivate him to do as such. But he took over the internet last night. I think it's because none of us ever seen that motherfucker play football before. We've seen clips of him at Liberty. I didn't know if he was going to be able to do that in the NFL, though. It's a big leap whenever you're taking on somebody at Liberty and you're taking on somebody who runs a 4-4, drums 40-inch verticals, and has the head of a shovel from Ohio, AJ, and a bunch of other people. But... That was, I think that's why it was so awesome to watch. It was like, okay, this guy is going to be able to make the transition. It looks like, at least, it is a preseason game, but it looks like he might be able to have some success in the NFL. That was good. Yeah, of course it's good. He relied on his athletic ability when he needed it and made some plays at the highest level. So, yeah, it might be preseason. Well, I, I guess if you're the if you're Vrabes and you're thinking Malik Willis, all we want him to be able to sit back there in the pocket and pull the trigger when he needs to, well, guess what? If I'm running a boot and there's four guys – in my face, I got to turn around and throw a weird sidearm ball for a first down on second and four. Hey, Braves, listen, can we fucking block somebody maybe? I won't just run for my life. Can we get a couple of the starters in here to see if yeah, I'll please. sit in here? I'll have a little bit more faith, you know, in the pocket if I know this guy's name. That's part yeah. of I talked to Luck about that one time, Andrew. We had a, I think we had one guy that had played on the punt team before going into some week. Everybody else was replaced. Jeez. And it was in the season. And I was... Like, shoot nervous. I'm like, man. I would be. None of these motherfuckers are very blocked. And all, I didn't tell them. I was obviously all day yeah. in practice. I'm like, hey, here we go, boys. Yeah, it ain't this. no problem. Ain't no, the amount of repeats we had that week, though, was a problem. I mean, it was, <laughs> I was like, ain't no problem. We'll get there when the game comes. It'll be, uh, be, all be easier. It'll sort itself out. We might not even see this stuff. You know, I'm like publicly being very positive or whatever. You know, I'm like, here we go. Game day morning, I like was thinking to myself, I can't be thinking about the blocking. Like, I cannot. I've never had this problem before in my life. I just kind of get the ball, and I just trust that I'm going to have enough time and space, and I'm going to do it. There was a game, though, where everybody's repeating, and our practices look terrible, where I'm like, Man, I'm actually, like, I don't know if I'm just going to be able to blindly just go in there because it's a lot of exposure for me. Like, my leg's up in the air. Um, there's a chance I'm going to – all you need is one person to fuck up that's ever played a position for you're dead. So I asked Andrew, I'm like, is there ever a time where you're like, all right, there's a chance I'm going to get killed here today? You know, because he did get killed a lot. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, can't even think about it. If it gets in your mind, just get it out of your mind. Can't even – just have to have faith that your teammates are going to show up for you, basically. And I'm like – 
Okay, but I have been thinking about that. He's like, you need to get it out of there. Just somehow need to get out of your thoughts. And you just need to have faith that your teammates, they want this to work out just as much as you do. They want the jobs and everything. I'm like, all right, thank you, Andrew. And I was able to just kind of get it out there. But I will, the first before the first snap, there was a lot of me talking to me. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think I'd grab this and just run this thing too. I think I, I think we could tuck our head and go. So I think there is something to maybe, if you're not with the one offensive line or if you're getting a lot of pressure, you're probably much more likely to pull the trigger quickly on getting the fuck out of the way, just out of a survival technique. But to Vrabes' point, NFL quarterbacks, like they are damn near daredevils at some point. Like there's, you know, we've seen that Aaron can move, but Aaron is, there's clips of Aaron sitting there in the pocket and a guy is literally about to go helmet to helmet with him. And he's just waiting it out and then boom, and then takes a massive shot afterwards. I think that's what Vrabel was referring to, right? Like I think, I think that type of shit's what he's talking about, but you, I could see how Malik Willis would be like, well, well, I mean, it's a preseason game, man. I don't know any of these guys, and I'm getting killed every single time. But that's potentially what he's alluding to, you think, or no? Yeah, I think so. I think just because he knows, like, yeah, your athletic ability and what you're able to do to, to escape the pocket and all that, that's great. But we want that to be something that you only – like, you have to use if we if a situation occurs. Like, normally, there's going to be a time in a game when, hey, you're going to have to stand back there. They're going to hem you in. They're going to have a nice rush, not let you escape, and you're going to have to pull the trigger. So I'm sure you're just trying to – trying to get him in situations like that because eventually he will be there. And we have to tell everybody that's going to tell us, like, no, he'd be able to win games on his feet. We agree. We completely yeah. agree. Everybody's able to do that. But in the biggest of moments. Mm-hmm. When the big when it doesn't happen until We happens. know you can do that. Now show us that you can do it the other way in the NFL, too. Like you can stand back there and hit, hit that – that fifth step and hitch and get it get it going. And know? by the way, first preseason game, probably not going to fucking do that. Okay? <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's his first NFL game ever. I understand it's a preseason game. There's a lot going on. You're, He's you're tired. You're winded. A lot of people don't know what the play is, what the route's supposed to be. Yeah, that's just how it is. He's balling, though. I enjoyed watching it, but I did like the people reacting to variable guys. This guy don't fucking know. <laughs> He's played. He scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He does know. (laughs) This guy guy does know, actually. You talking about that and, like, you being able not to think about it and Andrew not being able to think, like, that is literally something that separates. Because you'll watch a lot of quarterbacks, uh, especially earlier in their career, they get the snap and they immediately look at the line and, like, for a place to step up and go through. And I think it, like, you look at Danny Dimes, who had a terrible, terrible line for his rookie second, third year. Like, I think that ruins guys for their entire careers when – when like they start their careers and they're immediately just looking Sca- at they're, they're that's spooked all they- almost it's like they're spooked like as soon as they see one thing that's not supposed to happen it's like I'm not gonna I'm not breaking another I'm not getting another ruptured spleen mm-hmm. yeah. and then it's like right. I'm out of here uh-huh. you know and that's like natural human instinct I think so it is and then maybe, you're not looking at what's going on downfield and you're not timing's not right and it just ruins guys' careers it's fascinating to think about the human side of it all you know we just chatted about that with the college football shit with NIL there with Herb Street it's Jake's last day by the way you got anything to say to him he's done a good job I appreciate you picking me up from the airport that one time Jake and I hear reports from all the boys that you're doing great that was his number one moment <laughs> okay. No, seriously. It was. It was. He did, a, was. he did like a 30. Wait, did you make him do another PowerPoint deck? 30, we didn't make him do yeah. it. Get it on his own he reminded, he reminded us that we were making him do it, which was even better. Yeah. Yeah. That's the type of shit you want, you know, because we had his brother do one when he left after four days. And uh, we said, well, you're going to have to do a pitch deck, what you learned, you know, because it's a real business. And that was at the time where we cared about, you know, the internship. Big That's time. right. We got to the point where, you know, we didn't. Like, all right, Jake, you're going to be here later. <laughs> you know, and then, then he did. He did. This last, like, five weeks, I think, mm-hmm. he has just sh- every day. This guy, He has access to everything on earth right now. He's still got another year and a half, two years of school. He's in the middle of summer. He's got 
I mean, he's got a lot of life he could go live right now. And by the way, if I was him, I would be. So him for the last five weeks showing up every day, grinding away on the tedious shit of like editing and fucking all this shit, like very, very thankful for him. And he reminded us yesterday, yeah, that we did ask for a fucking roundup pitch deck uh, four months ago. And yeah. number one was Crush picking it. up, yeah. number one, his number one mom was picking up you from the airport. And you go in the studio. Ohio yeah. State legend, A.J. Hawk, yeah. talked to me. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal, yeah. A.J. Look what you do to the youth. Changed his life. Hey, unbelievable. Jake goes to Ohio State, correct? Yes. Yeah, because yeah, of you. Oh, yeah. I'm always out those college bars. We'll probably run into each other. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your guns. That's not a college bar, I don't think. It might be now. Well, that, at least half the people I saw in the video that I seen from that place were in college or younger. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know what? I have not been in that establishment. I'll have to check. You have. I, I have not been. That's the downtown one. It's a different one. I didn't Stop know it existed. Why? Anyways, we were talking about how like these 18, 19-year-olds are getting millions of dollars. And by the way, I'm happy they're getting the money. I'm very happy they're getting the money. But it'd be very difficult, I think, for me to wake up and do what fucking Barwis was putting us through at 6 a.m. every single day, basically. If I'm a multimillionaire already, I've made, hey, Dad, how you doing? Yeah, I've made 60x what you've made yeah. your entire life already. I, it's going to be hard to do, you know, like the social experiment that is happening right now that we're in yeah. the middle of. It's going to be interesting to look back upon, you know, AJ? I mean, I... I have no idea, and it's not like the players. If people want to say, "Oh, how's the kid? What eight million dollars? The kid's coming from high school. Is that what he's getting?" Some like the allegedly report? a California kid in Tennessee. Yeah. So, like a guy like that, or anybody else, I just don't. It's not the kid's fault. If someone's going to say, "Hey, we'll give you eight mil. We'll take care of you, your family." Yes, thank you very much. This is awesome, but it's going to take a special mindset to stick with it every single day and actually be consistent and not just only work when you feel good. Like I, I think that's an issue, but maybe the kids that can handle all those millions of dollars and still like get better every year and still work then you're like damn this kid he's a stud that's exactly what i said to herbstreit like the guys that are able to handle this i think are superhumans because uh, me i i got like 40, 18 years old 19 years old are you kidding me dude i got a forty thousand dollar loan i acted a fool yeah <laughs> acted a fool 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 and now i'm much mentally weaker and a different human than most but it's like yeah working on days you don't feel good is a fascinating thing you know like it's easy to work hard when you feel good and when you don't feel good and you have eight million bucks mm. might be a little bit more difficult to go yeah i ain't taking that vitamin b12 shot yeah. today okay i'm actually going in a hot tub what are you gonna do i'm getting paid eight million dollars to play here how much <laughs> you getting paid like it'd be hard for me hard for a 19 year old not to do that i think like i feel uh, like yeah. it's naturally just gonna like ostracize kids from their teammates too like if you have that type of money and you're living in a college town like you're living way differently yeah but you, you take care of the boys i assume right that's hopefully yeah. you're taking care of the boys. i mean you would hope so but like again like some of the you know I, I don't know if you're having a bunch of roommates living with you like i think there's still like a very clear divide between i'm not saying this about any of the players that were on my team i would not out anybody on our team for anything unless they want to tell their own story sure but if some of my teammates that would have potentially got big NIL deals, just sent me a new gas mask or a bong. Like mm-hmm. I, I think I would have been okay. All right, we're good. <laughs> Even. Pretty easy to keep everybody happy. Yeah. Think. I think in college, you know, like, hey, boys, we're going to get dinner tonight. It's on this. Hey, the drinks are on me. Like, I think there's – but once again, that's a very mature – that's like a very mature mindset. That yeah, you would you have thought, like, if I'm 18, 19, you get all this money, like – I don't. Yeah, I don't know what. I was buying I drinks for everybody. It, I was buying drinks for everybody in the bar whenever I got a little bit of cash. So I think, but I don't know if it's a different time. You know, we were trying to take like pallets of the terrible Gatorade shakes back to our dorm in different Gatorades. You're trying to sneak Steel five snacks. of them out of the facility. 
and steal snacks out of the facility. Yeah, there was some yeah. deli meat that came in that I fell in love with that they got. I think it was Boar's Head. I was sticking it in bags, shoving it in my backpack, <laughs> stealing, stealing. Yeah, is deli that, that going to happen anymore? I don't think so. I think they actually buy the store that is fucking selling it. And by the <laughs> way, good on them, good on them. But me stealing deli meat at that point in my life, I think, was also a driver and a motivator for me to continue. You know, show up and do stuff. It's just the human side of it all gets kind of forgotten about whenever you talk about just numbers and analytics. It's like, man, rent a mansion on camp somewhere uh, near campus. The Airbnb would be so sick that I would be sweet pool party. Imagine if you were like in LA or you at UCLA or something. Like, can you imagine what you would get? So I used to have a party, obviously, and I'm only saying I had it because whenever it went wrong, I was the only one that got blamed. So my roommates were also involved, but they didn't take any, they didn't shoulder any blame. Uh. And they also had a lot more to focus on as opposed to just details for the party that we were going to have. I, I hosted a party at the end of every training camp, okay? They were pretty notable parties. Everybody knew about them in town. Cops knew about them in town. Coaches were at said party as Did well. Did your college house? Yes. Okay. Yep. Shut down the block, basically. We had uh, musicians performing in the kitchen and in the front yard. I mean, it was good time. I think everybody looked back on it and said, great party. Hell yeah. Now, when 2.30 becomes 3, 3.30 becomes 4, and the things are wrapping up, and some bad decisions are made by people that are leaving the party, and then it kind of gets spotlighted. Like, I think the party itself, super positive. Once people left said party and went and made other decisions, a lot of negative light was brought on to said party. Mm. I caught... All of it. I, I caught all of it, okay? So I couldn't even fathom if I had access to an Airbnb that I could have potentially put together some real shit. I would have had Cirque du Soleil perform it. Yeah, hire a party planner to set it all up. You, like, whatever you see oh, on yeah. TV or on Amazon, uh, yep, there it is, ordering that. I need Red Panda front yard yeah. flipping, sp- flipping bowls, please. <laughs> You'll bring Joey Chestnut out there. Like, you would bring oh, everybody you could think. Oh, my God. It'd be great for the team. Gary so, V. Gary V's giving inspiration. Oh, talks it, too. Yes. We go fishing with him, but, like, yeah, the thing yeah, about it fucking is... Fucking nasty at we, fishing. He, he's tremendous. He just deep sea fishing company. is he taking over the fishing world now? Yeah. He's a tremendous fisherman. But Sink. like, yeah, later, he's very catch. good. Yeah, he's, he's caught four good. fish last time he's uh-huh. out. The guy's got good rhythm on the fly. Yeah. Wait, are we serious here? He's Dead fly serious. fishing. Yeah, it happened this morning on the internet. It surprised okay. all of us. Gary V yeah. is a tremendous fisherman. Yeah. Okay, fuck Wicked Tuna. I'm so fucking better than them. Well, and the crazy thing about it is, he makes this announcement just one day after a sturgeon supermoon comes out. Uh-huh. It's like, well, the sturgeon supermoon is because of sturgeon in Lake Michigan up there coming right. off the light of the water. I don't know if you know that. That's why I was named that. That's why this particular month is when people catch. Sturgeons, I guess, in the lake. So the oh, super moon man. of this month became the sturgeon super moon. Last night, those things get huge. That moon oh, was, yeah. Hey, hey, this moon last night was gangster. Did you Jesus. see this shit last night? I'm talking the sturgeon, the fish. Those things get huge. I concur. They're prehistoric fish, by the yeah. way. They're allegedly 125, is what they lived to. They've been Jesus. around this whole thing. Yeah, I read up a lot on this moon last night. <laughs> this moon was awesome last night. I don't know if it was, it was fucking ginormous. massive, clear skies. Had an orange hue to it. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was radiating. Are you sure it wasn't an uh, alien spacecraft? Well, funny. Funny you say that, yeah, because a drone came flying over the house. Well, and <laughs> you know, you got tweeted something this yeah, morning. Yeah, overseas, oh, South Korea. There's a couple. Uh, nonetheless, let's stay away from all that. Yeah, Gary V's a fisherman. I would potentially have him bring the stick, bring the pole uh-huh. to the party and do a performance in the living room with little fish, like from a state fair. Yep. Him dropping that thing in there. So that would be good for the team, I think. But to have that mindset. Of like investing the money that you're getting in your teammates and everything, probably 
many people would call that fiscally irresponsible because now you got people that are money people coming into your life saying, all right, we got to invest this and keep this for the rest yeah. of your life and do this. Those people, by the way, I'm sure they're not hustling you at all, seeing you as a 19-year-old kid coming from a family with no money. And this is what you need to do. This is the percentage we'll charge you. I mean, it's just there's a lot of human aspects that kind of have not been thought about and we'll kind of just see how it goes. But I think this generation is mentally tough enough to figure it out. But we just assume that humans are going to act like humans at some point. And uh, we're going to have to experience it, I guess. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if kids actually do that. Because like Kirk said, in five years, it'll be, you know, when you look back on it, how is it then compared to now? And there's nobody that these kids can ask, like, hey, when you got your NIL deal, like, what did you do? Like, there's no real mentors for it, right? The only mentors that, like, you can think of are... The only real mentors are probably, like, A.J. Hawk, me. Yeah. But even you guys didn't get to experience mm-hmm. like the NIL. Like, Good luck handling the family young? stuff, though. That's the biggest issue with NFL players and professional oh. athletes. Talk to everybody's spouse, whoever. Like, So many family issues of, of hanger honors and people giving out salaries to family members and cousins and whatever. And this is going to sound terrible, and I don't mean for it to, but not everybody's mom is a good person. Okay? Exactly. I, like that is, that is, and I'm not saying that for one particular standpoint, but I'm just saying in general, I think – Anytime you hear a story about somebody's mom is pissed off at somebody mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, what they do to just everybody just assumes that everybody's mom is like super caring and looking out for everybody's best interest and everything. And I'm not going to pinpoint any of my teammates from anywhere that I've ever been. I'm very lucky to have Sally McVie. I'm not talking about that. But I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of people's families that don't necessarily have the best interest for said person in it now. They use, uh, they kind of use it as leverage emotionally over guys. They get caught up in their own shit, and it becomes a real problem. And that's never talked about. A lot of teams handle that kind of within. But you'll see somebody's career kind of get derailed, and then you'll hear stories about their family and them not getting along, and everybody automatically blames the athlete. It's like, what if the athlete didn't change? Everybody around them did in a negative fashion that isn't in your fairy tale movie that you see how a mom or a dad would act whenever something happens. Like, that is also something that's real. Herb Street talked about it. He said, some of these guys probably get money, send back home for their parents to pay bills and stuff like that. That's awesome. Take care of the family and people. But there's also going to be people from back home that are going to take advantage of that with a 19-year-old. It's just like, not everybody has the best intentions, even though I wish they did. And we have to treat the world as such, AJ. Yeah, we do. Another good thing, I guess, like you said, Kirk, you can send money back home. At least now, hopefully, we're not going to have to deal with like the star player's parents couldn't come out to the game because yes. the, the team wouldn't be able to buy them flights in a hotel or something. Now, hopefully, we can get get that out of there so the parents and family can come see their kids play. Uh, Pep Hamilton cut a promo against me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was in the middle of a video. We we obviously ended the hour 22 seconds before this next hour started. <laughs> right. So, so I was sprinting to go. I have not watched it. I was trying to watch it. He ran a, he ran a very fast 40. Let's see it. Let's let's pivot to uh, Pep Hamilton, uh, Houston Texans offensive coordinator, who former offense coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. I go relationship with Pep Hamilton. We talk damn near every game before the game, chit chat Mm -hmm. about it. Uh, We get along well, and anytime I do anything freak athletically, you know, which would happen on a regular basis. He would compliment me and then immediately talk to me about how much more athletic he is than me. Whoa. Which would then run into a running thing about how he is faster than me. And I told him that ain't ever been the case. And he wasn't allowed to race me because if I was to pull a hamstring or something like that in a race with our offense coordinator, there'd be a lot of people pissed off. So it was always just uh, jabs. I asked Dougie Davis Mills the other day if Pep Hamilton happened to have gotten fat so that I can maybe hop on a plane, fly down there, take advantage of him. Sure. Because he is in incredible shape. This mm-hmm. guy, great athlete, incredible shape, great shoe game. And I'm smart. You know, I'm not in the best shape. Are you life. sure? you sure you're faster than him? 
this guy. He looks like he's in great shape, and you told me Let's he works out every day. Let's second. watch their answer. I've not seen this yet, please. Let's go ahead. Wait, right, that's Pep. Pep. Coming in hot. I always told Pep, like, hey, you're old ass. You just like he's get 25. Run by a punter. Running with the call sheet. That was his opening guy. He got a little fat. I'm losing friends. Start behind the line. Seems like he's on the line there, though. Yeah. You don't want this smoke pack. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Wow. Wow. Right. He's so smooth with it, too. Nah, I saw the knee drive. Mm-hmm. I saw the knee drive. Let's get back to the run a little bit. <laughs> with the call sheet, that's way him down. He got a whistle around his waist. Or around his neck, I mean. A couple pins. He's on the line there, though. Those are two different starts. Yeah. Guy's cheating offsides already. That form. He's Tom Cruise and fucking. Yeah. That might be 4 2 one, not 4 3 one. Slow finger. He so is. you think like. Laser, yeah. that's probably 4-2. That was a 6-5-40. <gasps> I'll get you, Pep. Hold on, let me... Whoa. Yeah. Jesus. Sorry, Lord. Pep. Looking a little slow, pal. Wow. Yeah. You think now's my time to hop on a plane? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? You say, looky, looky, Pep. Let's get on the line. Yeah. Sorry, SmackDown going to Houston. Sorry, uh-huh. supposed to go to Raleigh. <laughs> supposed to go to Raleigh. Seems like I'm going to go to H-Town. I'm going to go chop and screw some shit, get some lean, and then outrun the shit out of Pep Hamilton. Hell yeah. That's awesome. All right, let's get to a break. We'll cover everything that happened in the NFL this week. We'll get some phone calls on the 5 Energy phone line, one 833 4 McAfee. AJ, I think we raised some good concerns, mostly because I feel like we've experienced it and seen a lot of guys. You know? All right, I agree with you. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to see how everything plays out, but also a quick pivot before the break. Are they going to find a way to suspend Deshaun so he doesn't play tonight before I, the game? No, he's going to play I know, but they're trying to. Didn't you? I don't know. See what they're saying. They're trying to. Maybe they'll have a suspension come down if they do before the game and keep them off the field. But then what? They can appeal. I don't know. Yeah, between three and five, they're saying if they announce it between then, then the NFLPA will have enough time to file a restraining order, I believe, which would allow them to play in the preseason game. Twerking. Had a baby. So ain't got a lot of time. Nope. Better have him fast. Brian's playing 7-1 Jacksonville. Duval. Deshaun versus Duval with pools open. Wow. Oh, no. In the pool party paradise. Uh Uh-oh. That Sean Carnes put together Don Duval, Deshaun Watson will steal the headlines of this evening on the internet and everywhere. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, too. Good to see him. Oh, no. We got some breaking news. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. Happy the music worked. What happened? A man that we were just complimenting yesterday for being yoked with a new haircut. Yeah. yeah. Kirk Cousins has tested positive for COVID-19. Oh. Oh. Adam Schefter is reporting. Vikings cornerback. <laughs> There's no reason to do that. There's no reason to do that. Quarterback Kirk Cousins. Has already, tested, already done. You might as well finish. Have, no, has tested positive for COVID-19. He'll miss Sunday's game. When I thought the CDC just said yesterday, it don't matter. Oh, if I die, I die. Is that not what the CDC said just yesterday? They say it don't matter. Oh, you're good. Yeah, nope. that was only for people who were exposed not to not. people who had COVID, not for people who actually had COVID. You still got to kind of hide if you got COVID? I so guess. that reporter he talked to doesn't have to go hide? Correct. No. God damn it. Well, yeah, you were exposed. I mean, very much exposed. Yeah. yeah he's an old guy, too. <laughs> hope he's okay. We hope Kirk... By, by the way, we missed this in the original reading. We hope Kirk Cousins survives. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yes, absolutely. Right? He, he also has that mindset. Actually, he doesn't... I, I will say... He, I know. He, he, if he I die, care. I die. He I doesn't care. I understand that. But no NFL players have died yet. Nope. Mm-mm. I don't think. I don't in this that. entire thing. 
but that should not waver from our support of him Correct. surviving this fucking thing that's keeping yeah. him away for five days now. Well, and he changed his mind and got vaccinated in the offseason, right? Uh, I, I'm not, I don't think so. I don't know if anybody changed Maybe. your mind this late. Maybe. What? <laughs> I thought he did. No, I don't. He might I got mean, AJ broke that news at one time he might about that one guy. Oh, yeah, I don't right. know about Kirk. He might have got immunized. He's got jacked and he got a new haircut, but I don't know other than that. Jack, new haircut, and Kevin 19. Shit. God damn it. Everything seemed to be going Kirk Cousins' way, you know? We kind of forgot about the GM saying what the GM said. Uh-huh. Right. He debuted oh. that new haircut, looked awesome. His biceps were hanging over his fucking arms while he was answering a question about Zimmer. Zimmer. He's no longer around. Exactly. Now we hope he survives this. CDC said something about it. It ain't shit, though, basically. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't read it. What'd right. they say? They said it ain't shit. There's new guidelines, right? Yeah, I said don't mm-hmm. worry. They said it ain't shit. Was that like in their official verbatim? Document? Yeah, yeah. Verbatim. at the top of it. I won't let you know. I read. I read it. I'm all good reader. I'm like Nick Cannon. I've told you that from Drumline. Yeah, I can't really read the music. I can kind of just see it and kind of repeat it. Yeah. So I'm not the best reader, but I do believe I read the new guidelines, and it. My takeaway was, that's oh, it ain't shit. shit. <laughs> Done. Oh, it ain't shit. CDC's finally admitting. What? That it is what it is. It's just the flu. I mean, that, they did Tony, not say that. They did not say that. I don't think that was in there. All right, let's get to a break. Uh, we hope Kirk Cousins survives. We hope everybody else has COVID 19 for the rest of time survives. I dropped my mechanical pencil. It's got COVID on it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, music's the worst. There we go. To Tony's point, they did misspell pandemic. The CDC? Ooh. Yeah. They spelled it with no. an L. Are you sure it was them? After or? P. Is this. All right. Let's get out of here. New COVID-19 guidance from CDC focused on individual decisions. Those exposed to the virus are no longer required to quarantine. All right, congratulations. But if you get it, you still are. Unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. All right. (laughs) What What do you mean? Put one on a scoreboard for the immunized. Students, Students can stay in class after being exposed to the virus, okay? It's no longer recommended to screen those without symptoms. All right. I'm never having a goddamn symptom again, then, tell you that much. Well, thank you for not caring about yeah, us. Yeah, what the hell? Well, We're actually, the only people you're around. Actually, <laughs> they just said uh, if you're exposed to someone with it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, that's why I think I read that thing right there. And, I mean, takeaway from that, right, is they're saying COVID shit. Ain't shit. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Yeah. Hurts out. Probably yeah. didn't work. CDC w- releases that this ain't shit thing. And then one day later, guess who's out? Kirk Cousins. Is this the GF? No. Could be. No, this is just one last COVID, you know. Victory lap? Yeah, we're taking the guy who said if he dies, he dies out one more time. And then we'll see you later. COVID said, take, check, turn, another round. Another round. Another round. Think he's the last guy in the NFL to test positive? I think so. This uh, is it. Yeah. Bob soon up Kirk, thanks for kind of putting a bow on this entire thing. Thank <laughs> you, Kirk. Thank you, Kirk. All right, we're back. Unfortunately, uh, Kyle Allen. He did. Tested yeah. positive, and we'll miss the game. Really yeah, I'm a big time. Uh, who cares? He's not a starter. <laughs> Kyle Allen, of course. We hope he survives. Yeah, well. yeah, of course. Uh-huh. But, back up. Yeah. I hope everyone who's Kyle got Allen down there in Houston, obviously. Right. And we don't like that because we thought no. Texas Heat maybe be able to kick it out a little bit. But mm-hmm. stay away from Pep. No. <laughs> I'll go get him. <laughs> Kyle, go kiss Pep on the lips right now. <laughs> we hope we go, we hope Kyle survives. Of course. After he makes out with Pep, we hope Pep survives. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But we would like a heads up when Pep tested positive with symptoms, because then I would like to Gotta race get you him on a immediately. Flight right away. Yeah.
kid just hit a dong shot in ranching gloves from Wyoming. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that kid did? I, I've seen him online last week. I oh, love really? I, I, don't, I didn't know he existed, <laughs> but he just grabbed a bat and hit a ball to the fucking moon. Yeah. And uh, that kid's probably the next Brock Lesnar. Let's keep an eye on that kid. Mm-hmm. Straight off the farm. What's his sport you nerds play? Well, you just kind of hit you hit this, you hit the ball. All right, you got it. Here's some baseball gloves. That, excuse me. I got I'm used to 25 my, years old? I'm used to a fucking axe in my hand. <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm used to an axe in here. I'm, I'm used to cutting down trees and wood or whatever. Give me the bat. Give me the lumber. He's mad that he had to use a metal bat, this kid. <laughs> yeah. This kid's pissed he had to use a metal bat. Uh, but he said, I guess it'll do. Fucking see ya. Bye-bye. Least shocking news of all time. I have a pair of those gloves. Yeah. Exact same ones. Yeah, everybody does. Yeah, I mean, no, I understand exact, you do yard work. Exact same ones. We understand that you go out there and you do your Sunday yard work. Well, I used to have the mechanics wear ones because those were nice and, and comfy, but then I watched fucking Yellowstone. I had to wear Well, mechanics fucking... ones are better marketed than yeah. those ones. That, yeah. kid, that kid ain't wearing those, too. Those are $16.99 at Ace Hardware. Yeah. Foxy did not get you doing your shit there. <laughs> fucking do your dance, AB. Do your dance. What? <laughs> do your dance. Put that shit on. Quote machine. Well... Let's get to the Antonio Brown quote. <laughs> All time. Didn't know we were going to talk about it today. So he's serious? He's like, he's... That's, well, Okay, so this is just him. He's awesome. That quote was on the internet before it was on Antonio Brown's yeah. Twitter account. Yeah. So we are still not sure if Antonio Brown said this on a podcast and then it was leaked and then he put it out. Or if somebody else said this for Antonio Brown and Antonio Brown said, yeah, this is exactly what Co-sign. I would. Co-sign, <laughs> yeah. Antonio Brown tweeted out, Sincerely, A.B., with a picture of a quote. It says, My biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker. All right? <laughs> These fucking crackers out here. Or showing up to Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet. <laughs> or throwing rocks at the UPS driver. And it definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around the Jets stadium mid-game while throwing up the deuces. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. Sure, I can watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine what that was like for you all to see something like that. Like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. Antonio Brown on his biggest regret. So, Antonio, you're right, pal. I got a chance to see you live. I got a chance to play against you live. It was exhilarating, demoralizing, and it was quite a show. Congrats to you maybe getting to watch your own film forever, though. NFL Plus now has the capability for Antonio Brown to go on yeah. phone and watch a highlight of himself anytime, and I love that. I also enjoy the fact that Antonio Brown is going to be a megastar, mm-hmm. and everybody needs to know that. Everything he does goes viral, and I think Antonio Brown understands that, and I think Antonio Brown, business-wise, is much more savvy than anybody's giving him credit for. This guy's going to have hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, I think, personally. I mean, there's a, there's a good chance that the guy knows how to make a statement, knows how to stay out there. And I mean, he's he's performing at at huge venues already. Like when he's six months out of the league, like this guy is everywhere. Whatever he does, I feel like gets picked up. So, do you think like how does he continue to keep up the the hype train though for him? You know, the longer he's out of the league, it's harder to do. I think he just tells the DJ, "Put my shit on." That's it, and then yeah. he just goes and does it. Uh-huh. I, I think that's just as easy as that, pal. I think it's literally as easy as that. So, so Nick. <laughs> Nick uh, sent it in. I also I got deemed it last night that it was a meme before he put that out completely made up. So now the question is... No, 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 no. So, 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 but he might have said this to a podcast. Yeah, right. Right. And no. he might have quoted. No, I, no. Oh, you're saying it's ball sack sports. This is like yesterday. You're when saying we're this about is... Completely made quotes. up. You're and saying now this the question is, is Now the question is, does he 
Does he think that he actually did say this somewhere and didn't remember it? Or I hope that's the case. See, I no, think, I think he read it and was like, yeah, that's pretty that's good. Something I, yeah, would say. I agree. I think that's right. <laughs> so these people want these people try to make Antonio Brown look bad. And Antonio Brown said, actually, excuse me, I'm gonna get thirty thousand retweets with this. Yeah, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> See you later. It's a good move. It's a good move. That's like when Prince did that with Dave Chappelle. Oh, about the uh, the entire Chappelle cover. show thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he just made his uh, album cover. Album cover. How about you were trying to say Antonio Brown's brain? Didn't remember if he said that or not. Tony, thought, Antonio Brown knows what he's doing. Put yeah. my shit on. Dude. Yeah, come on. Dance. No, I wasn't saying dance, A.B. Do your dance. Do your dance, A.B. Can you stand do up and do dance. it, though? Do I will dance. when something good happens. Almost, yeah, well, it's almost the other day when uh, we announced the NFL film's footage rights mm-hmm. agreement and not game rights agreement, mm-hmm. which I certainly said. But... So game rights you, means we could have aired the, yeah. aired the Who games cares? live. You get it. Well, I guess I do get it, and uh, m- probably most of the people that watch did get it. <laughs> I guess there was some conversation <laughs> about it. How bad it is get game rights, and I would like to let everybody know. <laughs> Last night as I was watching that Patriots thing, and Bob's discount furniture had a little cutaway to his yeah. yeah, I love Bob. Yeah. I thought to myself, because it's all the local you know, yeah. shit yeah. happening for preseason games. I need to get to a point where we can get at least one game that we can put together as our own. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. How, that's going to be expensive. They're paying fucking ninety million dollars for one game on. Uh, yeah. On uh, Black Friday, Big mm-hmm. Sale Friday. Yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. Allegedly, that's the offer right now. Is just for one game on uh, Big Sale Friday. That Amazon's offering ninety million or something for that. It's like, all right, we're gonna have some work to do, boys. But you know, yeah. when we get up there, mm-hmm. I would like one game for us to be able to take over and kind of broadcast ourselves. Well, and that's not the only thing that you know broke this week that got talked about was the game rights. But also, you said you know there's a chance that maybe some of these people who score touchdowns might throw something in with the AB. Oh yeah, dances. I think it's oh. gonna be. I think it's gonna go gritty into the AB dance, and then it's only a matter of time before gritty and AB put out a song, and mm-hmm. then it's gonna be once again AB's on top of the world again. Yep, mm-hmm. just like he's he has been literally every mm-hmm. single day. He ran off the field mid-game and was still on top of the world for the next two weeks yeah. just doing his thing. Then he became the head of Donda Sports with yep. Easy. Then he goes and performs at Rolling with Lock. Madonna. Not- yeah, then he's in Madonna, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather, and the yeah. crew. Cameo Kanye. superstar. Ben mm-hmm. I know you said. He's up here, though. AB's up here. We all just need to remember that he's going to be there forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. not to mention Danny Boy Hell's Heart. Yeah. She just mentioned back there. What's he say? Cheech? Mm-hmm. Talk to him, Cheech. Cheech. Am I allowed to say that? Am I allowed to say Cheech? That was like Cheech and that's Chong. That's 0.01%. Yes, you are allowed. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's thing? an Italian thing? In some circles. Because I walked into uh, No Big Deal backstage of a big-time band. They were performing. And uh, it was their before show. No big deal. King, this is oh, when he yeah. made Kings of Leon fall off the wagon? Okay, so it was Kings of Leon. <laughs> <laughs> it was Kings of Leon. It was before so. the wagon d- uh, dip. Um, it was before the show, not after the show. But yeah, I walked in. My eyes were not very open. I just, I'm not, I wasn't a big Kings of Leon fan at the time. I didn't listen to their music. It was whenever they were just getting into superstardom. They were at the amphitheater here in Indianapolis, probably with 20,000 people there. The place was packed out. I was very lucky to go. I was invited by a teammate to go meet him and everything. And I took a trip to the moon real quick beforehand. I'm going to be at a concert. You know, I want to vibe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Their, their music is yeah. very much hey, like you, somebody. Yeah. So I go in there. I'm trying to stay in the corner, by the way. Like I walk in there, shouldn't be here. Should not be here. I'm sitting in the corner. Yeah, drummer. Open your eyes, Cheech. Jeez. <laughs> my guy, what's Classic. up, dude? Then we played ping pong. Beat his ass. 
Ah, I was pretty. I was <laughs> it was pretty, a win. I was pretty solid in there. Uh, hung out, had a good time. Concert was amazing, by the way. Of course. Uh, by the way, could have been on planet Earth, and the concert would have been good. They were performers. They were great. Yeah. And then afterwards, what you're talking about? Yeah, that whole situation. It was uh, documented. That was a terrible influence the whole time. Did you hang out on stage like those people at Zach Brown? No, no, I never do the. Uh, listen, you didn't tackle anybody? No, it's JJ. This and this might not be the most self-aware thing I've ever said, so people will probably tell me that I'm wrong. I don't need the attention. I'm okay with it. Don't need it. If I'm in a situation where, like, hey, this ain't, this is not for me, I'm all right with just kind of drifting into the back and just watching. I'm, I'm okay judging everybody with everybody. You know what I mean? So that whole, those people sitting on stage at that concert, I couldn't even imagine a worse thing. That's what do you mean? My, what were they doing? Who? They're sitting up our own bar. Yeah. Uh, there's up on a bar. I say it was a full feel good situation. It was, it was great. It was great time. They had great seats. They're on the stage. Wait, like family members or are these tickets they bought? We don't know. We don't know if it was a work or a gimmick or... seem like a backstage Oh, it's like a fake bar set up. Yes. 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 Good time. On Bartender stage. there having a so good time. So you pay good money. You probably pay a lot of money. It's like a VIP thing or it's family. I was, Yeah, it's one or the other. I don't know. We're trying to figure it out for... Wait, a good... Is Zach Brown band? Yeah. It's, he has yeah, that's like... That's when he has no booze or drugs for anyone that's in the right. band, though. But so he has he's three like acts. Barbie right there. Hey, three acts, though. Like, the first act, they, they actually say, like, here's part one. It was like, uh, he was telling the story of everybody that was in a band almost play a song that they're a part of. There's some people. And part two, they really, hey, really got in. And then uh, the third one was like, I think covers, right? Everybody that wanted, mm -hmm. every member of the band let a cover. Now, I did not stick around to the end. I do apologize. Had to get out of there. Had to go to bed. Sure. Don't like traffic. So that whole thing happened. Mm -hmm. But as I was watching part one with people on the stage, I thought to myself, like, that's my biggest fear, I think. That, that would be coming to this. Yeah. Not being just being forced to be looked at, feel like you're getting stared at the entire time. Definitely are getting stared at the oh, entire yeah. time. And there was one motherfucker up there that had no rhythm. You know what I mean? They were <laughs> way off, you know, kind of leading the thing, but looked like a blast. Zach Brown is worth a watch, I think. Live should definitely go watch yeah, them. Unreal. They're fucking unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, the people on the stage, I don't know. Really can't no, do it. No, and like, not to mention, they're also just watching like the back of Zach Brown's head. They're not really seeing was, him. They're like, a part of the show. Yeah, exactly. Not watching the they're show. They're not watching it, yeah. But if you could go watch that show, you should. For sure. 100%. But don't. Is there a break in between the acts? Yeah. Five, like, ten minutes. They had a countdown clock on the thing, though, which was awesome. Oh. They, like, go reset and come back like it's another encore? Yeah, new set, new scene. Mm -hmm. Take oh, a leak. They it's the come... whole story. They're painting a picture. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. They it's had a, worth it. The black and white uh, filter during one of their more slower songs to add a little effect that they showed on the okay. screen. It was sweet. I do like the Stooges that are at the thing, though. You get a camera shot on you. <laughs> and then they go because they scan the crowd, you know, as it's, the yeah. whole thing ends up on the screens. That whole production's very good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very, very good. It's very good. I think. A lot of money. Zach's spending a lot of money, it sounds like, for his production. As you, it's also got a sponsor, too. I've seen a yeah, sponsor. I know. A I'm saying, like, there's like back in the day, Michael Jackson, they say, would go on tour and almost break even because he would spend so much on the mm -hmm. production. That's smart because you're setting up for your next show. You yeah, know, like, yeah, I guess. hey, if we invest in this show, the next tickets are going to go. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's always a promotion for the next one. You just got to hope the last one you cash out on, right? It's kind of like, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's kind it's of like hard for them because the only way they have to make money is the tour. Yeah, a lot of YouTubers though in merch and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, normally the music rights are all owned by the labels, and uh, artists don't really see much of that. That's why whenever like, um, um, uh, fuck, not albums, mixtapes are coming out. 
and like guys were releasing free music and they're doing mm -hmm. covers and shit and mixtapes are happening. The labels got all pissed off because these guys are releasing free music just, hey, so they can sell the tickets and they're getting a majority of the tickets, but the labels couldn't make any money off the music because the music was being ripped by somebody else. So the mixtape era became a fucking, for the fans, it was awesome. It was absolutely incredible. But I think the labels kind of put a, hey, we know what you're doing. We need you. We know what you're doing here. You're setting up for the tickets, you assholes. And the artists are like, you put us in 20-year contracts in which we make no fucking money. And then now it's still a battle that's being fought. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't really do it anymore. But like, you know, when we were kind of growing up, it was much more popular where they do these big shows and then release them on like DVD or whatever. And like those would sell like crazy. Like Now they get streamed. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that Kanye Drake one, what was that on Amazon? I think mm -hmm. when they were in LA for yeah. the world or whatever, mm -hmm. they had a big ball they were yep. running on. Michael, that was pretty cool. Show. Michael Jackson concert series and Bob Kraft got to buy the Patriots too. The previous owner before him, like basically last ditch effort to make a bunch of money, invested in like a Michael Jackson tour essentially, and he was going to play at Gillette, and it just bombed, and he lost a ton of money, and then Bob Kraft bought the team from him. Wow. Yeah. Marina. Really? He yeah. was sitting. What do you mean? It, what do you mean it bombed? Like he lost a bunch of money on it. He didn't win. Or he didn't make Did you, like what he thought he was going to. Did you see Robert Kraft was sitting on that guy's lap last night? Oh, yeah, guy next was, to him. Who was that guy? Could have been. He was I, sitting on his lap. Yeah. Anybody Wait, sitting right on his lap? It was, it was very. They close. were sitting right next to each other. You know how John Bond and Kraft yeah. normally sit next exactly. to each other up in the thing, yeah. or the kid sits next to him. They were a row back. It appeared they were zoomed in, and Kraft was like leaned in, like. Let's say the guy sitting on his right, which he was. Yeah. He was like left leg over right leg, lean like on this guy's shoulder. Yeah, he was taking a nap on him. Yeah, it was, it was just crazy. Like, I'm like, man, what are they talking about? Some shit that nobody can hear. Yeah. And the camera person's just like zooming in on it almost. It's like, that motherfucker's on top of that guy. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> that was, uh, that's, I mean, that's preseason football. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's go to the phones. Um, let's go to Matt in Chicago on the 5 Energy phone line, 5energy.com. Use promo code MACFEE to receive 10% off. What's going on, Matt? Oh, shit. Pat, <laughs> AJ, all the boys. Hey, let's go. Wait for that booze bag sellout. Oh. Stinky sack of shit. Ty Schmidt. Oh, Ty from oh. Chicago. Let's go. Mud packing. Well, Yankees sucking. Yeah, 183 pounds of pure grade Iowan. Magma, pay for that ass clown. How we doing? All right, that was, that was pretty aggressive, yeah, but electrifying. Said some cool. things that uh, I don't think I made out everything he said, but certainly offended a lot of people. Definitely, uh, one hundred eighty-three pounds, Ty. No, I wish. What are you? Closer to two hunch. Oh, the little <laughs> daddy oh. weight. Yeah, because right. muscle weighs more than fat. And Ty is jet, oh, yeah. baby weight. No, <laughs> Ty, I don't think he's ever. I've been jacked around here, but Ty, I will say, this fucking guy, the way he eats and the way things he puts in his body, mm -hmm. his body is one of the most impressive things of all time. You gotta keep moving. That's, yeah, right. that's right. And it does. Just keeps on operating at a really high level, too. That's right. 24 hours at a time. Mm -hmm. I want picture to, of health. I went to State Fair yesterday. There's a picture of health. Oh, you got oh. to State Fair yesterday? Is it as fun as you thought it would be? Yes. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> this is the seventh time my wife and I have gone. We've been together for six years, seven State Fairs. No big deal. Nice. Um, it is fucking awesome. We, You know, I've been back on the diet a little bit. You go to State Fair, you can't help but eat two corn dogs. What? Funnel cake. Deep fried Oreo. What? Reese's Cup funnel cake. What? Yeah, turkey leg. What? Pizza. What? what? 
How many shelves did you see? What about dessert? I don't know what shelf is, but yeah, I had an apple cinnamon ice cream mixture. What? Oh my god, it's so good. Did you play any of the carny games? Yeah, I had to. Ooh, what we get? Brought him a couple goldfish. Not the right. Oh, those are dead for sure, right? Now we'll put them in a pond. They're- I know you didn't. Acc- you got to acclimate them a little bit. Well, Sam, I mean, Sick believe me, swim, that was a full thing. Good luck. We got to dump the, the the bag in the pond a little bit so the water gets acclimated or whatever. And I think she was trying to do that and then just... That's a koi pond, right? They're good to go. Yeah, I don't know if it's koi pond. We've had no fish in there because we've been told by everybody that all the animals that live around just go right to that pond and just say, what's in here? Going to eat it. Going to eat it. <laughs> so these goldfish potentially in a much safer spot at the state fair with the carny meth guy. But uh, maybe they live to have a great life and see a big big time life. Yeah, maybe. or they don't. And, you know, who cares? Yeah. Well, they fed a raccoon then. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a bird or something like that. We, Snake. We have a... We have big windows that face the lake, you know. It's a pretty cool thing. It's very nice. And uh, yesterday, Sam saw whenever she got home, there was just an imprint of a fish on the window, like scales and everything. So there was some fucking eagle or hawk that grabbed the fish, was flying over the house, dropped it. That fish didn't know if it was going to die via bird or what. (laughs) Ended up dying from contact with a window. That thing was plastered on the side of our window. And then down on the bottom, the fish were just dead down there. So the eagle didn't even look at it. There's a lot going on at this house that I could not have expected. But Frit and Frat probably are dead, the two goldfish. Or they're the toughest sons of bitches because they were around a meth head for a little, pretty good amount of time. It's possible. That is crazy. If you have, you know, big old eagles flying around there, you need to be be on the lookout when you got Chuck out there. No, fat Chuck ain't going to be. They've eyed down Chuck a few times and they thought, is that the fattest fucking corgi on earth? And they were right. They they 100 that fucking. I don't know how his joints are gonna hold up. Yeah. I don't know how his joints are gonna probably hold up. not. Gonna need three eagles to pick Chuck up. He'll just he'll be like just sitting there and his front right arm will just start shaking. It's like, bro, cramp, bro. Let's get him on a treadmill, please. How old is he? I don't know, two, three, whatever the fuck he is. In oh, he's young. Okay, in food years. <laughs> Yeah, he he's got 92. at least six, seven more months. No, he's cool. He and I got a much better relationship, but his fucking heart's going to explode. There's no way he's <laughs> supposed to be that fat. I've never. We walk into other places and we'll get him see, on some Lipitor. I don't know, maybe <laughs> Lipitor, maybe some uh, Weight Watchers. We'll go see other corgis though, and we're like, Chuck is three of these corgis, and all yeah. the corgis look exactly alike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all look the exact same, and Chuck is just like the big fat fuck that just comes walking. Yeah, in. saw him recently, and before that, the last time I saw him was around your birthday in May, and it was astounding how much bigger Chuck was. And then we see pictures of whenever he was a little puppy, and it's like he, when he was a puppy, he looked like these other fucking adult oh, ass yeah. corgis. Now he's just big, get in my belly <laughs> type corgi. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Here we go, Adam Baby. Adam Baby, AJ, way to be here on time. I appreciate it. I've had two late entries running from the bathroom that will not take place in the Thunderdome. That is just days, maybe weeks away from us debuting over there. To my left, your right, Aaron James Hawk. He's a college football national champion and a Super Bowl champion. He brings legitimacy to this show. Speaking of legitimacy, the Toxic Table at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor. And also one half of the Hammer, Cowboys, Tone Diggs. What's up, Tone? You said that's not going to happen in the Thunderdome. You got a pee bucket underneath you? Or? Yeah, no, you're not on stage? That'd be sick. Uh, Should no, put one right behind you. I was, no, you're With a little knee wall so we can't see you. Yeah, with AJ's face as the urinal cake. That'd be sweet. That's fine. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not giving AJ golden showers every day. What about just a hole in the ground like in Japan? I'd be honored. Yeah. That'd be sweet too. Or one of those toilets like they have in the basement of Pittsburgh that's just sitting that's in Pittsburgh the ground. Toilet. Pittsburgh toilet. Pittsburgh toilet. behind you. That's in a basement toilet. There, there's there's uh, a glory hole. Nah, it's not yeah. Nah, that's from a puck. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put it in there. You could smush your poops into that hole, though. 
Don't put it in there. We don't know who's in there today. With Mr. Beastie. Oh, oh, Phil. You saw Phil, huh? Wow. Look what's hey, making an appearance probably forever. <laughs> Old AJ Gatsby. Look Woo. at this guy. Huh? Dirty, good work Dog. on this. That all sport. AJ, you look unbelievable, pal. You yeah. drinking martini here? Dirty? Hold <laughs> <laughs> oh, you all I guess it's not in your hands, though. Look at you, dude. Yeah, it's definitely not my hands, obviously. Well, clearly. How old are you in this one? Look at the baby face. Yeah. Right? Wow. I don't know. Gertie did put that together for me, but they did. When I sent the text over to them, because they wanted to put that together, like after Gertie made it, they said, can you... My wife, I think, on the text said, can you make your head smaller? I said, no. God made my head that size. I'm not sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. God doesn't make mistakes. Uh-uh. Right? Not on my skull size. Well, certainly didn't with your profession, obviously. Use that thing as a weapon, and the helmet is a weapon era and led to more tackles than anybody else in the history of the Packers. I think it's time to do the news. It's Friday. Here we go. There's been a lot of things we yeah. haven't covered that we should cover. This week has been a great week because preseason games are all the way back in abundance. There's been a lot of stories around the NFL. Let's go ahead and do the news. Yeah. Great song. This is a segment. Us talk about Bill Belichick earlier was not a segment. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Got accused of stealing a segment last week because we just had Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick. Did somebody else? Who, who else does that? I guess Rich Eisen has a segment about Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick, and I want to let Rich Eisen know we had not seen that from your show. No. But we, we are very thankful that our brains maybe thought of a similar idea that Rich fucking Eisen had. Mm -hmm. With that being said, we did not. that was not a segment. This is a segment. Yes. This is now a segment. Yeah. We're doing the news. Let's go ahead and bounce around Evan Foxy. Brandon Marshall of I Am Athlete was extremely complimentary of Chase Claypool. Says he has everything he needs to be a great NFL receiver, but the mental preparation. Marshall has taken Claypool under his wing and is being a mentor to him throughout this offseason. This is what it was like uh, whenever we were chit-chatting. That's via Nick Fairball. 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 Nick Fairball. Hey, Fairball. <laughs> hey, we appreciate Mr. Fairball, but this is something about having a veteran in the room, right? This goes back to, like, Juju was the veteran in the room, the receiver room. Obviously, Chase Claypool was able to learn from Juju. I'm not saying that Juju wasn't a good mentor, but if you have a guy that's an OG that does things in a different fashion than you do, it's always good to learn from. Brandon Marshall is going to be that guy for Chase Claypool, it appears. Uh, that's good news. But this is a, a big deal around NFL in all position groups, I think, A.J. Hawk. It has to be huge. Imagine how difficult it would be if you come into a room, like say your receiver, you come in, they don't have some vet in there. Like everyone's two, three-year guys, maybe not an established guy. It's always good. You say all the time, you wish Andrew Luck had gotten to see Peyton Manning and how he prepared and how he carried himself throughout the day and dealt with people. I think the same thing here. It's good to have somebody. I know a guy like Nick Barnett, when I got in the Packers linebacker room, I could, I could lean on him. Other guys, Brady Papinga was a little bit older than me. D dudes like that, you can lean on, or even if you don't even – bug them with questions all day you can watch, watch and see how do they prepare what do they do okay what from what they what can i take from what they do like what can i add to my whole preparation routine that i like that they do and also certain things everyone learns differently too so you got to know what works for you you can't just copy exactly what somebody does because you might not get anything out of it chase claypool is going to have to ask questions because brandon marshall won't be there on the day-to-day -day. but like i got to watch vinatieri right 
I, I just got to watch him. Now, he was a kicker. I was a punter. He had a family at this point and a life and everything that was vastly different than mine. But watching him warm up, watching what he did on bad days, watching what he did on good days, watching how he chatted with people, what his expectations were of people whenever he was doing stuff, whether it's just equipment managers and how you should chat with them. Like, it was just being able to watch somebody who's been successful that close on the field and off the field. Right, he had already bought a house numerous times. He had moved. He'd done all this thing. So whenever you're going through that stage of life off the field, it's nice to have somebody that kind of fucking understands. And that's why I think having an OG in every room is a vital to success in the NFL. And if you don't have an OG, you get an OG to be the fucking coach, just like Reggie Wayne currently is for the Indianapolis Colts wide receivers. I think that was a good move, honestly, a very good move. Well, and even though the coaches aren't going through like the process, they can still tell you how it was for them, right? Like even though the game has changed a little bit, Reggie. Coming up into the league, he can still tell Pittman Jr. and stuff he did like yeah, absolutely. in his third year. Like T. T. I don't think now. No offense to the coaches that are just coaches. And Chuck's gonna watch this, and Chuck's gonna be like, "We fucking know." It's like it's different. It's just a different. It's a vastly different thing. You go to your coach versus going to your uh, teammate or OG. It's like going to your parent versus your older brother. It's like a different. It's just a different relationship that you can feel much more comfortable. I think it's vital for success to have an OG around. When I look at like the Packers, like last year with Devontae, granted, but like they have basically all rookie receivers this year. Like they're they're not asking Randall Cobb to go out there and like you know light it up every Sunday. Like I think that is that's why he's on the team. Is like he's been there, he's done that, he knows how Aaron thinks. It's like this guy is. Supposed to, he's there to bring all these other guys along. Here's how you act in team meetings. Here's how you act in offensive meetings. You're allowed to ask questions. Like, hey, you're allowed to say, like, hey, that doesn't work for me. I'd much rather do this. And they will, okay, we will adjust or we will tell you why. Like, I think there's just a lot of, like, hesitancy by younger guys to maybe ask things or interject their ideas or opinions. So they just kind of go about with what they think it's supposed to be like. Watching somebody that has been there, done that is... I will stand by that forever. Like, I think that is a massive part of team construction. Like, just because I was so lucky to be able to do it with Vinatieri, and also I saw it happen in every single position my first couple years in the NFL. Let's continue to do the news. Let's bounce around a little bit. Kevin Seifert? Seifert? Seifert, right? Seifert? Seifert? Mr. Seifert, siphoning news from the NFL news. The NFL has asked officials to pay particular attention to illegal contact fouls. They called one last night when a face mask also happened on the play. They didn't call the face mask because it was classified now as a point of clarification as opposed to a point of emphasis. Will there be a spike in flags, Seifert asks? Maybe. Hmm. Saw an illegal contact last night. I do like the fact that they've changed it from a point of clarification to a point of clarification as opposed to a point of emphasis. Because whenever they put like taunting was a point of emphasis, the helmet to helmet was a point of emphasis, then quarterback was a point of emphasis. They give us like you give us something to say immediately. If it's a bad call, a touch call, a ticky-tack call on one of these points of emphasis, we go, well, this is what's wrong with emphasizing one thing. Now the NFL is like, well, we're not emphasizing. We're not, it's actually just a point of clarification. You can't be touching a wide receiver while the ball is still in a quarterback's hands past five yards down the field. That's going to probably get rid of pass interferences. They probably want less pass interferences, more illegal contacts, because there's probably a lot of defense coordinators saying, hey, the whole throw it up and hope and then somebody coming back through a defender is bullshit. Like, we can't have it. So now illegal contacts probably going to get called more, A.J. Hawk, if we had to guess. It is, but it's, I, I still think this is bad for the defense. Like, are, are you trying to say they might call less – PIs down there. You're saying less PIs because they'll call this before it even gets to that point. I, st I mean, anytime you call illegal contact, so tough because 
get like if you're not within those first five yards and you want to reroute by with your body or whatever, I just don't know. Like if they let's say I want to reroute by position, like by my just my position, you know, reroute. I mean, like kind of get him off. Say the, the receiver is running up the seam, and I want to get him. I need to make him get outside the seam by two yards or so to help him send him to my safety while I'm underneath help. Back in the day, I could line up right inside that hash, and I could blast that dude and try to bump him outside the, the seam. Now you can't do that. I guess if you're at three or four yards, you technically can. But now, like, if I want to do it with my body position, my angle, if he, like, kind of brushes my shoulder, am I getting illegal contact? Oh, you're thinking it's going to become even more touchy. Cost. Yeah, I'm worried about that. That's what makes me worry when you say more illegal contact. I'm like, now if I even breathe on a dude running across the middle, is that a penalty? Well, and also the ref has a tough call. And it's obviously one ref is looking at one situation, one group of players for this particular call. And they have plenty of other things on their mind. And they have certainly fucked other things up in this particular department in the past, past interferences included. But they also have to look at the contact, look at the quarterback, right? See if the quarterback still has the ball. And then check the yardages downfield, how far down the field. It's a tough call to make. Oh, and it's a point of emphasis now i'm sorry point of clarification now that's going to be that's going to be chatted about just like every point of clarification i guess that they've had over the years past but they did drop the rough in the passer uh-huh. the rough in the passer How? how'd they drop it what do you mean like incidental shit is not if you're going to block a pass and you accidentally hit a helmet i assume that's not going to be a, a rough in the passer yeah. anymore like incidental stuff is not going to be called it's going to have to be more i think intent is what they're going to be oh, looking that's at. That's good if they take intent yeah, in, into it at all. Jonathan Jones, news at CBS Sports. We obviously t- uh, put a picture of your guy, Clay Matthews, because it ruined his career almost. Mm-hmm. NFL officials plan to ease up on the roughing the passer calls this season where contact is less forcible and more incidental. So they have to be thinking about intent then there, right? That's awesome. Great. This is a great change that they're doing. I hope they actually like implement this. How pissed was Clay Matthews that one season? Oh, man. I mean, how could you not be? I think he's still pretty pissed. What was it like six sacks, seven yeah, sacks? Yeah, for sure. The, the football team. Yeah, the, the, well, in the Vikings earlier in the season, uh, Cousins threw a pick. It was a clean hit. They called roughing the passer. I think the Vikings ended up going down scoring right before the end of uh, overtime, and they ended up tying. So think about this. Let alone the stats that Clay Matthews lost out on for that game-winning sack, basically, mm-hmm. in the overtime, the whole thing. Um, games get changed by mm-hmm. third down, incidental, roughing the passers. Mm-hmm. Where that ball's going back to – it's a turnover. That is a, that is a, that Absolutely. Is, that is a turnover mm-hmm. that just happened. And it felt like it was taking place on a pretty regular basis while trying to protect the quarterbacks. But then all the quarterbacks basically come out and say – like, this ain't what it's about. Like, the quarterbacks are even – like, oh, geez, Tom Brady's like, this is not mm-hmm. – there should be a little bit of penalty if I don't do my job right. Aaron said it's gotten softer. Like, everybody's basically said it's too much. It's too much. Looks like the NFL's trying to change that. That's good news. It was good to see, though, that they're going to be strict on taunting still, though, this year. That yeah, was wild. That was bullshit last night. The Giants player? Uh-huh. On the, and that was, yeah. on, that was a third down mm-hmm. from yes, the seven-yard line. I mean, that, that was bad. That's bad, bad. He just bad. went like this and yeah. just accidentally didn't do anything. And they Did they claim he was standing over top of him doing it? That's why they called the penalty. He was certainly near him. I mean, but come the fuck on, come. I guess it's all they're bad. they're going to say it's because this picture. They don't want a player looking down. They think that's like a bad look to show kids or whatever. Well, why don't come you on. be better parents for your kids? Yeah. I'm with you. I, I'm on your side here. Believe me, I coach little kids. I know we got to teach I, them not to talk. Didn't I tell that to Rappaport? Rappaport. Yeah, Rappaport was like they don't want. Kids to think that this is okay. It's like, well, what the fuck are parents? There's a lot that goes on that you don't want kids to think is okay. Yeah, do you want 
How about the hot mics that pick up sometimes with the punch? How, how, yeah. about, how about you teach your kid that if you work your ass off your entire life and sacrifice parties and everything that everybody else is doing to get yourself in the greatest shape that you could possibly be in, and you're on the precipice of making a dream come true that you've looked for for your entire family, and you make a play in the end zone on a third down, the money down, and you accidentally look at the guy that you made a play against, you're competing against for sure, and you say, yeah, motherfucker, I probably just got a job on this team. Like, you... You're able to do that. If 15, 20 years from now, you get to the point that that person's in, you'll be able to do it. How about that? Right now, though, you haven't accomplished shit. You're probably going to end up playing trumpets. You're not athletic at all. So don't be doing any of that. Like how I don't have a kid yet, so I guess that's me just speaking of ignorance. But just acting like everything that happens in the NFL is a direct correlation for how every kid's going to act. It's like, shouldn't there be some teaching that it takes a lot to get to this point? Just like, hey, when you're 21, you're able to drink. Hey, when you're 18, you're able to do this. If you're a professional athlete fighting for a fucking job and you've gotten yourself on that and you get excited and this is how you compete, you'll be allowed to do it. You can't just walk up in recess on the classroom mm-hmm. go kick somebody in the face and tell them to suck it and say it was an incompletion that's vastly different than what these guys are doing on a football field but then that'd be taking the onus away from parenting i guess and everything else and having responsibility and accountability somewhere else other than oh it's the nfl's fault and players are doing it. no i mean i think it's pretty easy you said it it's on the football field like in regular life you can't just like go up and tackle someone like it doesn't work like that like and there are different it. a set of rules that you can abide by on a football field that you can't outside of a football field but i have zero kids if i'm lucky enough to have a child someday i understand that that's probably gonna be we a shouldn't kid. be changing rules in the nfl because we're worried on how it affects kids and what they're going to do on the football yeah i concur their behavior if you want to protect them like how we're teaching kids to tackle and protect their body and be safer yes i agree 100 percent. but when it comes to taunting and things like that i at least i think remembering when i was a kid growing up if i asked like oh why can't i do that and like, because they're in the nfl and you're not i think that was yeah, the answer i got I every time because so. uh, you're a little piece of shit yeah still <laughs> all right you get to and NFL. I said, okay, and just kept going. Hey, listen, you get to the NFL, you score a touchdown, you outrun 10 of the fastest guys on earth to do so, and you want to pull a marker out of your sock and sign a ball, you can go do ahead. that. Now you got a long way to go because I think you're getting tackled by all of those guys. <laughs> so if you get to that point, good luck. You know, like that is – but once again, I do not have a kid. So – I don't look to the NFL to raise my children. <laughs> Smart. Well, I understand more, more you don't want your kids to. seeing things that – you don't want them doing, but that's exactly why your parent is there to say, hey, guess what, bud? And then I'll show them the clip of what you just talked about. Let's go to the five-hour energy phone line. Let's go to Drew in Montana. Drew, what's going on, pal? Hey, Pat. Hey, AJ. How you guys doing? Keep it moving. Respect, Montana. Big sky country. Thanks for calling in. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's uh, Feel Good Friday. I uh, mm. you know, wanted to touch on that a little bit. Mm. I you know, like to reflect on my life, look at where I was and look at where I am now. Seven years ago, I was in a dark place. Here we go. And uh, now I'm married. Now I got a career. Now I got a kid on the way. So I wanted oh, to yeah. Here we go, to, Drew! You know, AJ, or to, no, to uh, Ty, to Connor, really to all the boys and ask you guys, how often are you looking back five, six years ago and look at where you are today and just get blown away? by uh, the opportunity you have and what you've done with it. Hey, Drew, congrats on uh, fighting through some stuff, some adversity, and getting to the other side and life being great over there in Montana. We appreciate you calling. Yeah, Connor, we'll start with you. You ever reflect on your life? Uh, yeah, I reflect all the time. Don't have to go back five years, though. Don't have, you could go back much earlier than that. But, yeah, absolutely. How can you not It's reflect? crazy. Reflection's a fun thing to do. Yeah, you need every it for perspective. You get deep in your thoughts. Everyone. Now, you have like 100 kids, so I assume you don't get a lot of time to yourself to do some reflection. 
I enjoy doing that a lot. I, mm -hmm. I, I think it's a good activity. I think it's a very good, you know, reminder to yourself about what you could be doing, what you couldn't be doing. Ty, you do that with Sloan now? No, no, the yeah, a little bit. I mean, for work, though, it is. Like, we just talked about it with the NFL films thing. Like, th I mean, three three years ago, we were in a fucking box truck and, like, didn't know if we're, like, traveling everywhere. And now we're about to be doing, like, a, a thing on ESPN2. Don't have to travel, basically, to do it. Like, that was the whole thing. It's like, hey, we have to go do all this stuff so that, you know, I mean, it's like things have changed quite a bit in the last three, you know, five years, definitely. But three to two to three years especially like I'm, it is crazy i'm pretty excited for you not to have to just drink an entire bottle of whiskey six right. times a week for every flight we had to take yeah, yeah. that was tough i didn't think ty was going to survive i mean ty gets Did on you have to do that yeah kind of my yeah. nerves got and, and a lot of those flights too or well it's actually coming Bert says that too what's that bert's got a drink on planes he gets nervous yeah i mean it's terrifying i think people do who are people People get nervous on airplanes. I don't get nervous. I get deadly sick, but I'm never. I'm not nervous. I'll, I'll almost puke and sweat. I mean, bad. I, that was yeah. It's, that's being. It's like seasick. Yeah, I get sick in the car. Of course. Take Drammy. No, you should. Right. Doesn't help. I mean, I've tried it, and trust me, I've tried everything. It doesn't. Just gotta keep going. Yeah, but you love the air. Like that was wild to me that how much you love the sky and you want to be a yeah. pilot and you've flown on smaller oh, planes and then we're. Going... I love boats too, but I get very seasick. I puke hard out there. Really? <laughs> so you love it? You're just like yeah. I don't puke on planes, but I feel I get right to the brink. I was I was close with you on that thirty minute flight. That, that chop was awesome. Will get you. That was awesome. Yeah, chop, chop will get you. Hey Tahoe, chop. Oh my God! Could you Man, imagine being on a just... boat out that thing? Oh. Oh. Ooh, my feet were busted from walking. <laughs> I'm sitting on that fucking thing, dude. I'm standing on that thing like this, you know, fucking all jet skied up. <laughs> Just for fucking five minutes. Crazy. AJ's over there on the right. And we, we are nowhere near where we are allegedly headed. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, my whole body is hurting right now. My thighs, because I was having to fucking, literally I was doing body squats mm -hmm. every what six feet? It felt like we were doing on that thing. There were there wasn't many other uh, watercraft out in the water at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. We were the only ones that were fucking taken to the sea right there. And then your forearms locked up. Oh god! Forearms god. locked up because you're fucking controlling it and you're jumping that thing. And then my feet. I just walked in Jays for fucking seven miles for the first time in my life. That was one of the most miserable experiences. But I will say. When you're jumping a jet ski, it's hard not to be like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. It's a very good time. That was tough, dude. That was very fun. And we tr we would, I would stop every once in a while, try to give my forearms, my hands a break. Just to, like you're, you're like locking up. I'd you just try to stop and me and you would kind of come close together, but it was too choppy. All of a sudden waves are coming over the side. I'm like, man, we're going to sink and tip over <laughs> quick if we don't get going. It was awesome. What a time, dude. It's yeah, it a beautiful lake. Couldn't really look at it much while you're on it. You know, if you accidentally were looking at something, like, oh, that's one of the oh, greatest yeah. views of all time. Boom, yeah. you're eating a jet ski. Yeah. <laughs> not to mention the Loch Ness Monster is hanging out down there. Well, oh, no. It's not a Loch Ness Monster. It's a different monster, right? Oh, right. Huh? I forget what kind well, of chained up. Nessie's, chained up. Nessie's in Scotland, I believe. There's something in the, in the basement of Tall Hampshire, too. Really? Yeah. Kill Nessie's in New Hampshire. Bunch, bunch of kids. Bunch of people, yeah. If you hear chains, get out of there. Chains? Is it cracking? Could be the cracking. Oh, it's chained up down there. Yeah, they not put it in a cage down there. They mm -hmm. caught it. It's, there, it's doing experiments. Not changed by. It's in a cave. It's in a cave. Don't be a fucking no. mark, Ty. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. I just want to know what this thing is. It's called Tahoe Tessie. Yeah. Tahoe oh, Tessie. Tessie. 
That's the actual name. Zito just Googled it. It's yeah. in a it's in a cave in Lake Tahoe, and it has killed a lot of people. And if yeah. you're on a jet ski and you just so happen by that cave and you hear a little something, that little something ain't just that ain't just made up in your head. No, no. thanks. That's a killer. That's fucking Teens, Tahoe Tessie. It's got a taste for adolescence. Yeah. Yes. Sounds like potentially a story to keep kids off the lake late yeah. night. Yeah. But it certainly made its way into an adult conversation mm -hmm. and uh, a couple adults here actually won't go look for it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We Those the were the two that we're talking about. We said about. our goodbyes to them when they left. We said, oh, man, I'm going to feel so terrible when they both die. <laughs> yeah. It was bad, though. Well, but, and also we were bummed we were losing two jet skis, weren't yeah. we? Yeah, you're right. We're like, hey, can you tell the Loch Ness to send those back home after each year? <laughs> we would have. We had a letter in our life. Preserved. I don't know if you guys would have had enough time. From what I heard, Tahoe Tessie is a fucking well, quick work. Tahoe handles business quick. Yeah. Little one minute man, you would have been gone without even saying, Hey, can you send the you dead? Well, I would have told him, Oh, well, calm down. Oh, he him, yeah. Wow, uh, so now you're gender assigned. Awful presumptuous. It's our, it's a monster. Don't that's misgender. Just, that's just no. what I heard from the articles. I can't do it. Yeah. Can't be misgendering Tahoe Tessie. You're a son of a bitch. There it oh, is. No. I told you, look yeah, at that. Dong. Kind of like I told you it's got a dong. Shit. That's a tail. Oh, it actually oh. acts as both, I believe. <laughs> So that thing's going to fuck you at the bottom and yeah. eat you at the top. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that's what you're like. I'll tell him to send jet skis back. Yeah. Like Not Army Hammer. Whoa. All right. Let's go to the New, do new docuseries, right, on him? Yeah. Hammer, Is it out? Hammer Haas. Maybe it's not called that, but I think something like that. <laughs> Is it out? Sounds Dwayne? right. Hammering. His aunt actually produced it. It's going to be interesting. She like him? Uh, it doesn't seem like it. Oh. Just to be clear... And we talked about this earlier. Not everybody's family is like, no. you know. Did he take part in it, though? Did he authorize it? I doubt it. So, no, by the way, we should talk about that. So, Hulu, we can't do anymore, right? Huh? Yes, because Mike Tyson. So, the Mike Tyson Hulu thing's real. Like, that is a very real thing there. For It's kind of quieted down. I assume Hulu and Tyson are going to reach an agreement, you would think, because Hulu doesn't need all that public, uh, publicity or whatever. But I will also say, as somebody that uses Hulu, like, you guys need to figure the fuck out. It, it needs to stop freezing every yeah. 25 yeah. seconds, Too 30 seconds. I got a fucking thousand up, thousand down in my house. I had to pay for an entire remold of my thing. And Hulu's still freezing. No other apps does it. And also, you're fucking over Mike Tyson, Hulu? I mean, Can't have it. Let's go, dude. I'll move right the fuck on. I am okay with it. Let's assume they're going to settle that. But when I saw the previews for that, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good story. And then yeah. Mike Tyson's like, I did not authorize this. This is a bunch of bullshit. I'm like, well, I actually don't want to see it then. Like, that is as how I feel. If he had no say in it and they're stealing his story and trying to profit off it, like, that's classic fuck you people that you would say. You know what I mean, AJ? Well, he didn't he say they offered Dana a ton of money to be part of it or something? Yeah, a couple million bucks. And Dana said no. If, uh, is Tyson it a documentary or is it like a series? No, series, a series. series. Yeah. Who's Man. playing him? Uh, it wasn't Jamie Foxx. Remember, Jamie Foxx yes. is making a movie. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when I saw this preview, I'm like, is this the Jamie Foxx? And it was not no. Jamie Foxx. It was somebody else. So this is Hulu just trying to profit probably off the Jamie Foxx stuff that's coming and kind of just, you know, like whenever somebody has a run of shit, like everybody kind of has something about it. Having with OJ. Having with OJ? Yeah. I don't want to say this and compare this, but having with Dahmer. Yeah, mm -hmm. with Dahmer. Dahmer had like six series across Bundy. Well, yeah, Bundy. It's House of Hammer. It's not Hammer House. I was wrong. Yeah, because don't be confusing with the Hawkeyes. That's right. When's that come out? House of Hammer. Uh, uh, every night. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> the Tyson thing definitely has something to do with the Jamie Foxx version too. Because if they just tell, if Hulu tells their story before the Jamie Foxx thing, then it's like okay, they I feel kinda, like they beat him to the punch. Yeah, I already got that entire thing, and it wasn't even the one that Mike Tyson was involved with. Yeah. Well, Hulu and Netflix each put out their own Firefest documentary. Yeah, true. But old buddy that bamboozled everybody was in both of them. Yeah. yeah. No, he was only in Hulu. He sat with Hulu. Oh, really? I thought he was on the Netflix one, too. Yeah, see, the Netflix one came out first, too. So I he only sat for one. saw that. Yeah. Well, he was He working. seems like a rational, good human. Dude, Bill, Bill McFarlane? McFarlane. Yeah. Not a narcissist. No. He's genius. See in jail? His deliveries. No, he's, he got out. He actually recently got good out. Good behavior. He's trying to sell a new credit card or something. Mm-hmm. Probably. Right, COVID. Let him out. Hawk card. When that happened for a while, or did he? Oh yeah. Or did he go to jail to try to narc on another inmate and get find none of the bodies and still get out of jail? (laughs) Tony's not happy. Oh no! What? Well, oh no! Zito just gave me another little piece of information that I'm withholding from the microphone right now. Uh oh! Oh no! Oh no! Who owns Hulu? Oh, oh no. no! Oh Stop my it. God! It's, Stop it! It's so. Let's go to the fence. Let's go to the fence. So Who owns them? Uh, Disney. Disney, Disney. No. Jesus. Well, I'm just saying. Disney. Disney owns it. Disney also owns ESPN too. Which... <laughs> they do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, that's not great. Let's get to Mikey and Phoenix. <laughs> Anyways, we're not watching it. No, can't do no. it. Not doing it. Not doing it. Not saying Tyson's an angel, but also he is a fucking human. His story deserves to be his. I don't think people should just be able to just steal it and profit off it and paint however picture they want. Let's go to Mikey in Phoenix on the Five Energy phone line. Mikey, what's going on, pal? Pat, AJ, boys, how's it going? Not too shabby. How about you? Doing great. Thanks for asking. Thanks for calling back, Mikey. Great to have you on the phone again, Mikey. Malik Willis last night, obviously much more athletic than I could ever fucking dream of being. Stood across the line in high school against some current NFL guys. Didn't belong there then. Don't belong there now. <laughs> Having said that, does he hate his fucking kicker? Who? Malik Willis. Guy takes a seven-yard sack with 24 seconds left in the half. With one timeout, makes the team burn a timeout just outside of field goal range. Preseason game, kicker gets a chance to be great. Does he hate his fucking kicker? So, Mikey, okay, so football IQ is another whole situational football is another whole thing. That's kind of just natural development. I didn't get to see before half because I was probably snoozing because I watched the replay of the Ravens-Titans game late night on NFL Network when they ran it back. I understand they were bouncing back and forth, so I missed some of it. I did not see that. Football IQ is something, though, that is evolving for everybody, I think, not just Malik Willis, who's in his first NFL game. I mean, there's a lot on your plate as a rookie quarterback playing in your first NFL preseason game. So, yeah, that's, I'll let that slide. Let's go to Tanner in Georgia on the 5 Energy phone line. What's going on, Tanner? Good name. Well, my deepest condolences because this call already stinks. But Great. quick question for AJ. Are you related to Tony Hawk since you got the face of a skateboard? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment, sir. I do not believe I am uh, related to Tony Hawk. That call did not stink. You call in any time. Let's get to a break. <laughs> the boys have a giveaway on the other side. They're going to take this thing home. i got to go hop on a bird, hopefully not get incredibly sick like AJ. Hopefully survive, too. Hell like yeah. Kirk Cousins um, we're hoping for. Yeah. Peace yeah. and peace. We did the news. We covered stuff. You guys got a giveaway. Uh-huh. We had Kirk Herbstreit. It's Jake's last day. Good little week. How about it? I might nap on that plane. You should. Here we go. Why not? Play at? Well, I can't sleep on planes. You could, though. (laughs) Tell yourself you can. I have. Good sleeper, good sleeper, good sleeper. Keep doing it. It's like saying remember. Like, you're going to say, hey, make sure I don't forget my keys. No. Say, remind me to remember my keys. 
Yeah, and you don't have to say remember anymore. Yeah. Airtight logic there, AJ. It is. Play that song. Remember when? Oh, yeah. I used to sleep on a plane. Remember when? That time never existed. Remember when? I'd take a snooze with no booze on a plane. Remember when? I can't do it. I'm up. I'm staring at the pilot too the entire time. What are we doing? You guys, yeah. you guys look comfortable? Cool. That's great news. Get me out of here. It's pretty stressful, to be honest with you. I lose weight every single flight, but it's worth it because Raleigh with the Caniacs, brother. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a great smackdown tonight. I can't wait to see what the fuck well, happens. And you've been looking out for UFOs too in the sky just oh. in case. La la bone. Are you really worried you're going to crash? Is that what you're worried about for real? I mean, I think any bounce, everybody thinks that. But also, yeah. like, you have no idea. I mean, the. My big, my eyes are always on the pilot. That's right. My eyes are always on the pilot. Like, on the price. Does this pilot look like they're scared to death? <laughs> All right, I'm never flying with this company again. Mm -hmm. That actually happened. That uh, that that took place. Does this pilot? Well, they you know, almost killed us. Still have their driver's license, or is he 85 years old? You know, there's some of that too. We're never flying with this company mm -hmm. again either. No thanks. I mean, these are things that happen. I just got to keep my eyes. No offense to them. Like, hey, you do you. I'm sure you can get the bird up and the bird down, but I'm also experiencing this too. So let's think about that. You know. Does the pilot have a three-foot party sub with nothing but onions and cheese on it that he's eating when we get on the plane? Yes. I hope not. Well, Do they have so a couple well. hard-boiled eggs in their bag? Well, Devil turns eggs. out. Yeah, Does he have a foot-long Rudy sub in his cargo pants before he fucking flies? Fucking <laughs> send him to Metallica. <laughs> hell all right, yeah. we're back in four minutes. The boys will do a giveaway. Can't thank you all enough for a hell of a week. We'll see you on Monday. A lot of football to talk about, and also Ooh. some more breaking news next week. Hell yeah. Uh, and hopefully we'll get the lingo right yeah. so there's no hell breaking loose behind the scenes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's on us. Remember when? Hell of a week. See you guys later.
Yes. 